Hi, do you want to go to a party with me? No, the game's on. Oh, I almost forgot. I'll be right there. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, football, football. Welcome back to the Next Level Nerd Sportscast. I'm Frank Conti, and with me is Bronson Allman. And it's been a quite a while since we've had a show, a couple of months. Uh, we did warn our our uh, our listeners that there might be some gaps in our, our recordings as life gets busier. Uh, uh, as everybody knows, I announced on the show I have a, a, new, a newborn. She's now one. She's older than one year old now. So that's keeping me busy. And I know Bronson's been busy with a bunch of things too. But we wanted to keep this alive and keep this the podcast going so it's that time of year where the nfl season is getting ready to kick off i can't believe it's already here bronson and you know we're a couple weeks away as we record on august 31st uh from the nfl getting underway on thursday night with the chiefs and the lions and then our steelers uh on uh sunday the 10th against the 49ers so bronson and i are going to use this episode to to catch up and kind of talk about what, what's been going on since we last recorded and uh, and then the main focus is going to be uh, previewing the NFL season. We'll get some predictions, uh, talk about you know how the Steelers have been looking in the preseason, what their what our what our thoughts are on them, and in the league as a whole, and some of the you know new faces and new places, guys that got cut, kind of some surprise cuts and uh, and things like that. So Bronson, uh, that having been said, I'll welcome you in, and uh, good to be back with you, and excited to to talk some football and some other sports tonight. Yeah, man, it's it's good to be back, and it's good to finally get, be recording again. Uh, Frank, I appreciate him falling on the sword first to take credit for you know you know saying he had kids and what he has a child. But I've been out and about this summer, Frank. You really taking in a lot of things. Uh, obviously, uh, dirt racing really dominating the summer, but uh, um, but I've done other things as well. Uh, hanging out with friends, going to see my brother a few times this summer and the kids. So. Kind of really taking the summer and and kind of you know based on you know some personal things you obviously it's been documented, you know grief in the family. I've kind of used this opportunity, Frank, to be around family a lot more um, and do those things. So I do apologize. I know Mike and I, Mike, uh, Mike and I had lunch last week at, at Vinny's and he he was like we were supposed to do a hockey hockey free agency show and I go, yeah I never got around to it because <laughs> uh, the Kings Royal was kind of around there so we kind of really didn't get things rolling there for sure. But uh. Um, we'll we'll make up for it for sure. And um, no, Frank, it's it's good to be back. And uh, I was gonna say two things before we get rolling. Although I can't, um, uh, I was gonna. You were talking about the preview of the uh, of the NFL, and I was gonna um, you know, just do stuff like this. <laughs> See, every time I hit it, Bronson, the audio guy. Where's this new equipment we heard about? So this I bought this soundboard, and we, try, and we try to experiment with during the live. Uh, <laughs> the recording of the MLB draft and it kept buzzing. I got to figure out what that is. If not, I might get a better soundboard. I do want a, a better soundboard, but I wanted to kick this one on here. You were talking about the, the, uh, this NFL season, get my job. Oh, that's, yeah. That gets my, my the goosebumps going. Surrender. The frozen <laughs> and if you've been watching hard knocks, although I'm like two weeks behind, I got to catch up on it this week. Um, the first episode, uh, Leave Schreiber, you know the actor Frank. He does the voiceover. Yeah. Um, Hard Knocks. He was on the uh, the first week, and he met Aaron Rodgers, and R- Aaron Rodgers called on the voice of God, the voice of Hard Knocks. <laughs> and and Leave Schreiber, to his credit, said, you know, hey, I, I got to be honest, I just blatantly rip off John Facenda, like he was a hero, <laughs> nice. And I blatantly just rip him off, and that's why the voice is always so deep, because he doesn't talk like that when he's in movies or when he's on 
you know tv shows so he's a good narrator didn't, didn't yes. he do something for the nhl for the winter classic too he should oh no i he, think he did he did 24 7 road to the winter yeah. classic yeah he right did. um actually there was one year where, where leaf schreiber did not do it uh, i'm gonna quiz you on this did i quiz you on this one or did i quiz did i do this during the draft oh, no i did this something my one friend do you know there was one year that leaf schreiber did not do the hard knocks do you know uh I can't tell what year it was. I tell you what team it was that he didn't do the hard knocks on. Do you have any idea maybe who it was? No, yeah, because I don't really follow hard knocks. Uh, it was uh, the year they did the Chiefs, I think in like 07, and uh, Paul Rudd did the voice. The, nice. He's avid Chiefs. He, that's right. I've seen him on the field and stuff after games. Yeah. So he did that. He was the, that's the only year that uh, Shriver has not done it. But no, <laughs> Frank, just kind of prepping on for football. And obviously, you not know, a big hockey guy. So, uh, that you know september always means october is coming around the corner and uh we'll have some hockey tidbits to share for you before we get off the air and last thing before i I turn it over to you and and get things rolling was uh i was debating tomorrow i have a lot of things going on tomorrow we're recording on thursday uh what's the 30th frank or tomorrow's the 31st 31st. tomorrow's september 1st yes september 1st tomorrow so tomorrow i have to take my friend uh sierra to the 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 dentist and she's gonna be under put under uh, gas so obviously can't drive home so i gotta do that in the morning but uh, it would not affect my schedule anyway, but um, I was debating the last couple of days whether I want to go up to Erie and see Paul Skeens pitch on Friday night for the for the uh, the curve against the the Sea Wolves. Oh, I didn't realize they were playing. The yeah, That's not a bad drive. Yeah, uh, and it's like I don't know, but I'd be up against time, and I feel like uh, I might be. I mean, I'm, I'm I may last second decide to go. I probably am not. If you made me pick now, but I might see if I can get it on streaming or something and watch it. But that's why he does better. He had a rocky first double A start. Yeah, and like I'm a huge fan. Obviously, I, if you went back and listened to our our draft coverage one, uh, of Frank and, and and the great Ryan Alexander Barnes, Bucko Barnes. That's right. That's uh, our was, last episode. That was the last yeah. time we talked. Yeah. And I was I was huge on Skeens. I still and right now I would say like even without playing on the Pirates, he's my favorite Pirate. So I'm gonna I'm gonna invest heavily in Paul Skeens and hopefully uh he turns out. And it's funny because the Pirates always have these goofy nicknames for players, and and Greg Brown has these weird calls. Like when Carlos Santana was here, he did Oe Kovalev on the home run mm-hmm. call, and Mercer, Mercer, me for Jordy Mercer. <laughs> I feel like we got to call like Paul Skeens like Top Gun or Goose or something because he has that mustache. Yeah, he has he that look. He pitched for the right? Air Force. Like it's perfect. It's perfect for him to be like Goose or Rooster, maybe for a Top Gun reference. I hope they go they roll with that. If and if they do. They better give me credit. I'm gonna I'm gonna sue them. But anywho, I uh, like the idea of the the K's like do S K K K K K K K K E N E S. Oh, I like that. When he gets strikeouts, yeah. I'm huge on it, but like you know, obviously he he brings obviously some hope to the Buckos. But but no, Frank, I was debating whether not to go tomorrow, and I'll I'll you know maybe next episode if I do go, I'm probably not gonna go because I feel like it's gonna be too much. If you do, I want some live reports. I will. If I go, I will give live reports. Do some do some like selfie recordings that we can post on the. the That's all parks nice. I don't know if you've been up there, Frank. You can see field up there, park up there at uh, an Erie. That is a great uh, stadium, and I and I worked near it a lot because I interned with the Otters and they're in the Erie. insurance arena is right smack next to it and when you go up to the 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 suites in the hockey arena there's a hallway that has an open window you can look out and see the the, the stadium and even games going on so it's a it's a cool it's a cool ballpark if you're in that area ever up that area uh go, go check out the sea wolves they are the that you would know this but for the casual fan they're the tigers double a team although they used to be the cleveland and then even way back before that the pirates double a team yeah, so, I feel like they should be the Pirates. Their uniform and logo is actually like based off the Pirates, even though they're the Tiger affiliate, which is strange. Yeah. I, I feel like the Tigers, I feel like um, 
they could probably shuffle around and make like Altoona. Yeah. They could make like Altoona the Yankees, like somebody else that, yeah. and like the Tigers. I get, and I get like, like the, the Akron theory. Rubber Ducks or the Cleveland one. I get it. Yeah, Akron Ohio makes close. But no, uh, but no, but not steer the ship right. But yeah, but I just, I, I, I'm still on the fence whether I'm going to go. But back to you. Yeah, go ahead, Frank. Take take the ship back over. I've already. Well, made no, it. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. We we were talking off air. It would be impossible to cover everything that's gone on. I, I wish I would have been able to make a list of like the key things that happened before, like since we've talked. And I don't know if Bronson, if we decided, are we going to do this at the end as a grab bag, or did you want to talk that? Let's a little just do bit? it now, since I think we're kind of talking about different things. Okay. So I've that been really so I feel like in my in my mind we'll we'll, we'll forget we'll stuff forget. and then not but let's do it now while it's fresh. So we don't have Mike with us, our resident hockey guru, but I was freaking out and elated when the big news of the NHL offseason hit. And it feels like it hasn't been the Penguins for a long time, you know, with cap issues and kind of the roster set in its ways. The Kessel the Phil Kessel trade was like the biggest Pens news, and that was like seven years ago or so now. But the Penguins make the biggest offseason splash in the NHL and acquire Norris Trophy winning top defenseman in the league, Eric Carlson. And it was rumored for a while that the Penguins were one of the teams in on him. Um, there's It's a very polarizing trade. There's a lot of Pens fans saying he's Latang 2.0. He's... He's all offense, no defense. He was a minus 26. You know, the Penguins need more of a shutdown defenseman. But I think in our camp, as far as me, Mike, and Bronson at the NLN Sportscast, I think we're all in agreement that we love the move. And we, yes. think, he'll, we think he'll be a great Penguin. He'll be better here because it's a better situation, a winning culture. Um, the plus minus will improve. He'll be more motivated. He'll play better. For like 100 point defenseman first in 30 years since Brian Leach um, and Bronson why I like the move and this has been my take on it is everybody's been saying the bottom six is the problem with the Penguins and what is Dubas going to do to improve that bottom six and he made some moves some moves I like uh, you know I think Vinny Henestros is a sneaky signing I think um, Matt Nieto mm-hmm. Nolachari he got guys that can I think fill their roles in the bottom six. I think you might see Brian Russ go down to the bottom six and help offensively. I think Drew O'Connor's speed um, and, and skill can help in the bottom six. And um, But what Eric Carlson does is either him or Chris Letang's on the ice for 50 out of 60 minutes of the game. Yeah. So that bottom six is going to have a Letang or a Carlson out there with them. Uh, moving the puck forward, getting them, you know, hitting them tape to tape passes. So I think that that makes the bottom six better by having one of them two guys with them. He's going to help the power play, which admittedly has been subpar with the talent the Penguins have. Uh, I don't know how they'll do it. I actually tinkered around in NHL 22 with putting Latang at left wing on the power play. Cause you have the, yeah, I think, I think he might play the left side. I think that's a good role. Yeah. For just put him at forward up. on the power play and have the one timer with the right-handed shot on the left side and put Carlson on the left point with the right-handed yeah. shot and have uh, Malkin, about the power play for sure. Malkin on the right point with the left shot. You have one timers in the middle of the ice with everybody. I think they'll tinker, they'll move guys around, but I think um, you got to put, Carlson on the top power play for sure. And 
Um, and that's just, it's something different. It's new life injected into the fan base, into the Penguins. They have gone kind of stale, no playoff wins in five. Yeah, years. I was just going to say stale. You got that. They need to try something different. It's a big splash. It's a good marketing move. They'll sell jerseys. They'll sell tickets. And there's nowhere to go but up for them. I mean, they've missed the playoffs, which is just, for the first time in 17 years, they had the longest streak in North American sports. Um, it's They're trying something different outside the box. They made it work with the cap because Dubas, the, the boy genius, I know they ran him out of town in Toronto, but he managed to do it and only and and get, got rid of Petrie and Granlund and, and, and the deal. Yeah, he had to give a first-round pick, but yeah, uh, he got them to take Petrie and Granlund, so it's almost even money. San Jose's using one and a half million. We're still playing, paying him Carlson 10, um, yeah. which, which makes him instantly the highest-paid Penguin, but um, totally... Granlund and Petrie kind of dead weight. Petrie a little bit better than Granlund, but um, no, very excited. The only guy that's yeah, I, like, I think if, if, not to cut you off, I think, yeah. I think if Petrie had stayed, I think he would have had a better than last year. But yeah. again, that, that 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 money's just too much for what he what, what he's right. being asked to do. But I'm sorry, yeah, that's one to bump it. But it that. No, that was it really. I just say like the only dead weight left yeah. would, would be Carter. So, but nobody's taking Carter, but he at least yeah, unless you know. Uh, Cabo and, and, and uh, Kevin Broom and Mike and I, we have our text group and we, a Penguins text group. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> unless we can convince uh, uh, Jeff Carter to develop a skin irritation to hockey equipment, I, I think. Yeah. I think they're going to be stuck with them during the year. And, um, but now Frank, you kind of pretty much kind of summed everything up here, my friend. Um, the full the full term of the deal, and I'm not reading it, so I'm going off the top of my head. So Frank will probably look it up and then correct me. But um, oh, the, the Patriots claim Matt Corral, Frank. They, uh, I know, the I saw Panthers. that. That's kind of crazy. That'll be that's a Belichickian kind of move there. But um, any hoodles, uh, as Madden would say, any hoodles. Um, so the Penguins. So I think Frank, if the Penguins had not even gotten Carlson back. Just to get rid of what they got rid of would have been a huge deal. But then you rent you you pull in like you said Eric Carlson, the former uh, Heisman or Heisman <laughs> Norris Trophy winner. Uh, too much college football on TV right now. But but uh, so anywho, so what, so what happens here is there's a three team trade. There had to be a third team to kind of take some salary on Frankie. Now most of the summer had been rumored had been Nashville, uh, but it ends up being Montreal being the third team, and so Pittsburgh sends Granlund and Jan Ruda to San Jose. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Ruda. That's some more, more yeah, money Ruda that they got. San, yeah. yeah. San Jose. And they get, they, um, do they, they get, the, I think Montreal, did they get the, the, did Montreal get the first round pick or did they get, they got, San Jose get the first round? No, the Sharks got our pick. I think. Yeah. Montreal, and it's lottery protected. Around. Right. You know, thanks Brian Burke. You know, everything's lottery protected now, but, um, <laughs> that, they got that pick. And then what, I think what, I think in Montreal got the second and fourth rounders or something that went back there. Or Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh got an extra pick in the 26th draft, I think, or 25th, yeah, 26th draft. Then they they lose a first next year, and then a second in like in in, in subsequent years. And then um, Jeff Petrie went to Montreal, and I knew as soon as they acquired him, uh, the Canadian media already reported that he was probably was not going to stay in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Petrie had the 16 16 team no trade clause, and it was reported that the 16 teams that were on the list, Frank, were the 16 farthest teams away from his residence in Michigan. <laughs> uh, so Montreal was not on that list, so he could he could actually trade to San Jose, but he could not to Montreal. So they went to there you go. Oh, what's the Yeah, small town. 
everyone in there, you know, so Morgan, Morgan Wallen's even playing tonight and all the hillbillies still found a way to stick around here. But um, <laughs> anywho, so, so Petrie uh, had to go to Montreal for not being on the list. And then uh, subsequently a year, a week later, Frankie, he's dealt to the Detroit Red Wings. So he's a Red Wing now. And I'm sure uh, his family's happy. I know Mark Baden's made jokes about the fact that uh, his wife was very vocal about, about, uh, the, the 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 toughness of them uh moving their kids back and forth so good for them good for the petrie family they're in mm-hmm. michigan uh jeff is home in in, in michigan he'll he'll be, uh, he'll be on a team with Oli mata out there in uh, in detroit and uh former penguin daniel sprong so some, some guys out there not to mention the fact that in that trade montreal traded mike hoffman to san jose so san jose gets they get grandland uh grandland ruda and and hoffman Remy Pit, uh, Remy Pitlick gets, c- comes back to Pittsburgh. He's a depth guy from Montreal mm-hmm. forward. So I don't know, Franco, he's going to factor into the bottom six. Probably Wilkes-Barre um, and call up when he's Yeah, probably injuries. He'll be up yeah. injuries, a lot of that. And so there you go, uh, right there, Frankie. And, of course, the Penguins get all those names off the books. You get all that, that, that those big contracts, and they bring in um, and they bring in Eric Carlson. So uh, as it stands right now, Frank kind of already uh, foreshadowed it. You're going to have uh, – Letang, Letang and, and Ryan Graves are probably going to be the, the the top pair. I would I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, great signing on getting Graves. Or one A one A one A one B pair. Yeah, it's going to be Graves and Letang on one line. I, I believe they would have Pedersen and, and Carlson on the other line. Yeah, just because of the I, Swedish connection, I think they'll yeah. play together. And then I assume it, it would be Poj and uh, maybe uh, Ruedel or. Or maybe they give Ty Smith a chance, or it's gonna be a. I know I like Ty Smith, but he's a left-handed. I now they made Mike, a couple Mike of. Uh, Ty Smith. He always rips me on Ty Smith. I I I just feel like he hasn't been given a shot. No, I mean either. I think he's a younger like Latang type. I and I think yeah. uh, they signed today. I don't know if you heard Libor Hayek and Mark Pissick. Yeah, the the, so, the, the PTOs. Yeah. PTOs. So they're so they gonna have, have that. I mean, they also they also signed Will Butcher in the offseason too. Yeah, so. Will Butcher, who's uh, was highly touted out of college. Yeah. And you mentioned Hina Stroh's on oh, that's a forward, but 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 any but so any so any who Frank that pairing of P.O. Joseph or you know Smith or Ruido or whoever that's they're gonna, gonna be a put camp in there. Battle. Yeah, it'll be a camp battle. But I think the cool thing, like you mentioned earlier, is with Carlson and Latang each being out there uh, behind either Crosby or Malkin, they're big minutes eating guys. So maybe a guy like Ruido and P.O.J. they become more effective. Through the, I guess the less is more rule, you know, mm-hmm. like the less minutes they play, maybe the more effective they can be. Yeah. So, I'm I'm hoping maybe that's kind of where that goes in terms of the defense there, and and obviously, oh, we forgot, oh Frank, we forgot the biggest part of the the, the deal of, of the of the three team trade. Casey DeSmith went to Montreal. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Casey DeSmith goes to Montreal, which means the Bronson Almond, the Bronson Almond uh, gem, the the the, the Bronson Almond favorite, Alex Nedeljkovic, will probably be the number two now. He'll be goalie number two. So, yeah, so and then I see Helberg will be I liked, very fodder. I liked Casey, but you know, I know these backup goalies are kind of interchangeable, and I think Nedeljkovic has a shot to be decent. He had some good times there in Carolina, yeah. um, before before some rockiness in Detroit in front of a young team, but. I like I like I him like, like a little bit less money than DeSmith too, so he saves some cap. Well, I, I like that too, and obviously, if if Kate, if uh, Tristan Jari has more injury concerns, obvious, I I would feel better with him on a, on a long run than maybe DeSmith. So exactly, uh, you know, obviously he's been the guy before. He has experience. He's got playoff experience. He's got mm-hmm. you know number one experience. So I like right. that there for sure. 
Um, but no, Frank, that, that was the, the Carlson trade. I was very shocked that they, they were able to get it done, but they did get it done. And this is why we got Kyle Dubas and, and uh, love it. And then the Penguins have kind of, they've kind of really made some big news this summer. Not even just this, the, um, obviously the, the AT&T sports at, uh, fiasco has been out there what would happen with the, the network and whatnot frank and i and, and mike had been kind of bouncing off through text of what the future would be well first off we found out that the cw was leaving channel 19 here locally in in, in, in western pennsylvania pittsburgh uh they will go to 22 the, the point it's already announced but the 19 uh channel now is without a, a affiliation so kdk announced was a week or two ago that'll be kdk plus it'll be a second kdk channel mm-hmm. um so maybe we, we, we were speculating possibly over uh, the, the air would go there yeah go yeah. over there and it's it's on network television uh but luckily the last uh last second comes through and uh family sports group actually buys at&t sportsnet from warner brothers discovery and uh just announced today that they will repackage it as sportsnet pittsburgh mm-hmm. um frank had, uh, and he's frank gets half credit well if i was a teacher grading his paper give him a half credit oh um, i think i deserve be... a, a, a 90 percent credit okay we'll give you a 90 percent that's pretty I'm, much I'm, what I'm, i said I'm, i said it would be called ness in pittsburgh but they're just it, it won't be nested but nested people will be running it so yeah. essentially we'll be nested network just not labeled it <laughs> Um, but um, th- they will carry the Pittsburgh Penguins, Frank. They will be the, and that will be repackaged in October, um, right before so the, the Pirates wrap up. Yeah, they... yeah. So and 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 it's still go- it's still ongoing whether the Pirates will be on or not. Although I had heard rumors this week that the Pirates may be content to uh, to let MLB MLB kind of take over the the distributed, you know, take the money from there for the. Yeah, the, the Padres and the Diamondbacks have already gone that route, and I don't know if it's streaming only or what. But I, I hope yeah. that we don't. I, I don't want to pay for a subscription to watch Pirate games next year. They they did announce that this new Sportsnet Pittsburgh staying on cable, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a you know obviously yeah for sure, and I'm and I'm a Penguins fan, so it's cool. To, you know, it's owned by the it's owned by Fenway Sports Group, and Frank and I before we went on air were kind of speculating about what they would do staff wise and then frank kind of you know he kind of calmed me down a little bit he goes obviously right before the season so they probably won't bring in a new staff they might they'll probably just keep status quo with the with the att sports i hope they do danny potash is awesome as is mirzy and airy i'm more of an advocate for keeping having colby have a more effect on the broadcast a younger a younger voice and colby frank getting a getting a big rug because he's rub because he's been uh, uh, fixated more on the uh, spit and chicklets podcast with biz and, and wit so he's been on there a lot more so He's really getting in there, uh, getting the national attention there. So it'd be cool to have him in there. And um, yeah, so it'll be repackaged Sportsnet Pittsburgh. It will it will premiere. Uh, it will switch over in October. And, One thing um, I hope happens, Bronson, is I'm a big fan of, I follow score bugs, which I don't know. This is a next level nerd thing, but I like <laughs> I like to analyze and look at different networks score bugs, which is the little on-screen um, thing that tells you the score and the time and the clock and all that. And I have for years hated AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. They have like little round logos that like yeah. are, they're off centered. Things are hard to read. Um, it's in the bottom corner. Like, so. And I've hated I, that, 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 that sound effect. That, I yeah. that. So I have a picture just to show you and you probably know it, but um, the, the viewers can't see, but Nessens is so clean. 
Yeah, I can see it right there. Yeah, I don't know if it's out of focus, but like I hope that it is. But I know exactly what you're saying. I hope Sportsnet Pittsburgh just adopts like the on-screen graphics of Nesson because it's. I think it's like it's out of the way. It's it's like not flashy, um, because you don't want to pay attention to that. You want to pay attention to the game. So I love Nesson score bug, and I hope they get it. I'll be so happy to retire the AT and T Sportsnet score bug. <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank and I really do pay attention to things like that for sure. Yeah. And uh, Fr- Frank's already been leaking the news that Jack Edwards is going to the Penguins game, so we can we can rest easily. <laughs> I, I had Mike believe in me. <laughs> oh, Mike was Mike. You got him hook line and sinker. I didn't buy it for a second. No, I said no way. But that that was funny that you posted that. But uh, and it's interesting to see how. Um, Sportsnet Pittsburgh will fill its programming besides the Penguins because if the Pirates do take the MLB approach, that's going to leave a lot of open programming in the spring for for them to fill. Now I know the Riverhounds, who are uh, our very good friend Ryan Schaefer, is on on their staff there. Uh, they had that deal with CW, well, well with KDK basically. Mm-hmm. They'll probably stay on that network. But it's interesting to see what will what will fill the gap there. How they'll they'll fill the the spring content, um, but uh, I mean, because if you're not going to have baseball, then do you, you know, is you know, is you could could Pitt get involved there? Could they have? I know Pitt is the ACC network, but they don't have every Pitt game on, you know. Yeah, there, and but. I think it's something that the people at Nesson and Fenway are probably definitely like having open discussions about. Like, what else yeah, can we? Maybe some what? more high school programming. I know. Yeah. I know twenty two and nineteen, and and uh, they, they've done a great job with, with the high school game of the week. I watched Beaver and uh, or Beaver and Blackhawk, uh, Beaver Falls and Blackhawk. I'm sorry, on on those. And then the other one was like, uh, uh, I forget, it was it was it was, a, it was, a, it was a, I forget it was another Pittsburgh matchup. High school matchup, but uh, maybe they'll do more high school matchups too. You never know. But uh, I'm just real curious. I'm very curious as how they'll fill that time uh, and, and there. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to, about that and uh, trying to think of anything else. Um, um, real quick, and before I get to, I know what you want to cover before we get to the football. Um, real quick, just racing and wrestling stuff. I'll keep it very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start somber than work positive. So somberly, uh, wrestling lost two very. Uh, impactful performers yeah. this past i hate we've been announcing uh, so many sad news lately on the show well um we lost prof- professional wrestling legend terry funk um obviously terry funk known for i mean he's wrestling since the 70s um rivalries with dusty Rhodes, with rick flair with mick foley you know in japan he was known for you know he he was a wrestler's wrestler in the 70s 80s even in the 90s then he kind of did the ecw hardcore stuff where it was kind of a little you know, blood and guts, but uh, not no. Everybody that's in wrestling seemed to like Terry Funk, and and as you mentioned me in text, and I went to listen back to it later. Um, you don't hear Mark Madden really get show any emotion or hear emotion, but you can tell he was visibly shaken by losing Terry Funk, a wrestling legend. Frank. He also had some Hollywood uh, uh, movies to his credit. He was in Roadhouse and Over the Top, and a couple of TV show appearances in other movies. Um, but uh. Terry Funk had been uh, he he had uh, he honestly Frank he'd been wrestling I think as early as like five or six years ago still in the ring performing in indies and things like that so he was still moving around but um, when you've gone as long and hard as he's gone obviously the body deteriorates quick and he was suffering from early stages of dementia before his passing I know I know um, Ric Flair and a lot of those guys were and Mick Foley were staying in touch with Terry. And uh, I think he just celebrated a birthday before his passing, maybe. But a uh, uh, big loss there for Terry Funk. And uh, like 
tribute to the old the old funker. Uh, loved him, man. He was uh, he was had some good. You know, his his match with Flair, my favorite Terry Funk match is probably his match with Flair. That the I Quit match. I think it's eighty nine or or ninety WCW when he turned Flair face by attacking him. Flair just lost the title to Steamboat, and he was one of the biggest bad guys. And then Terry Funk turned on Flair and brutally attacked him and turned Flair into a good guy. And they had a great match. Um, and then uh, Terry Funk. And then what I remember was him and Kevin Nash at a pay per view in 2000 uh, for commissionership of WCW. And and that was a brutal match. And Kevin Nash beat the crap out of him. But he, he put on a good show there for sure. So yeah, RIP Terry Funk. And then Frank, the next day, we don't even get to really reflect on Terry's passing. That um, I really don't know how to put this in good words, but um, we lost. Uh, um, WWE performer, former Universal WWE champion Bray Wyatt, real name Wyndham Rotunda. He passed away at my at my, at my our age, Frank, thirty six yeah. years old. Sobering, um, yeah, was, to hear that. Yeah, I was. I do admit I was a little nervous at the beginning because I know he had suffered through some mental health issues. Um, but then I I looked more into it and realized like months before he had suffered through um, actual medical issues, uh, some heart issues, and um, apparently he did go into cardiac arrest in his sleep and. And um, and he was uh, he, he was he passed on and just such a sad. I really don't. I really can't put things into words. Uh, uh, Wyndham had a tremendous uh, creative mind. And the many uh, incarnations of Bray Wyatt, obviously the, the cult leader from the the Bayou with the hat and the Hawaiian shirt, and he had the white family, and then he came back as the Fiend. Um, which is like his alter ego. And then he had a good, the, the fiend was the bad version of him. And the good version of him was kind of like a, 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 a cheesy cartoon, like Mr. Rogers kind of rip off thing. And it was funny. So he had the comedy side, but also the sinister evil side of that character. And then when he came back the third time, he kind of, I think the third character was more of him, Wyndham Rotunda. And then he kind of teased this alter ego and teased like this uh, possession named Uncle Uncle Howdy, kind of uh, possessing him, causing him to do bad things. But uh, I feel like some of the promos he had cut was more Wyndham Rotunda than Bray Wyatt, which kind of think the crowd really identified with him. And before he was before uh, this tragic loss, Frank, he actually wasn't uh, coming close to to returning back to to WWE. I think they wanted him back around like Royal Rumble WrestleMania time. So. Um, they they had really uh, wanted him to come back and uh, just uh, just you know just not, not like I was shocked very shocked when, when it was reported. Um, uh, he was the son of of Mike Rotunda Frank, who remembers Irwin R. Scheister, IRS. Mm-hmm. His brother was Bo Dallas. You remember him? And he's actually the, the guy who's Uncle Howdy when they did the angles and stuff. They wore the mask and um, his uh, was his uncle or, or his grand- godfather was, was Barry Wyndham. That's why his name is Wyndham. Um, but uh, he was uh, he was I don't think he was married or, or I think they got married. But uh, the former WWE ring announcer, Jojo, they had two kids together. And then Bray had two from a previous relationship before that. So R.I.P. Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Um, just a big I know Frank was sharing that with me, too. when we we talked about it. It's a it, as I mentioned, there's no there's no good way of an of a, of a you know, every each passing is tragic, but it makes you, you know, I'm glad, you know, just was very unfortunate. And just, we've heard a lot of wrestlers passing, but not during one guy's prime. I mean, Bray Wyndham is in his prime. So obviously, um, they were given, they had a tribute show on Friday, and AEW and uh, Tony Khan announced on Wednesday that, I guess this memorial thing was 
Wyndham's was Wednesday or something that they were allowed to not be on the TV taping to go to that if they want to, but just really nothing more I can touch on that. If you want to touch on that real quick, if not, I'll, I'll move on to something a little more positive. No, Bronson, you covered it well. And, you know, you're more of a wrestling fan than me. Now I knew, didn't know much about Terry Funk. I've heard the name. Um, but yeah, definitely in my later, you know, later years, see, I, when I follow casually wrestling, I knew who Bray Wyatt was in the Wyatt family. And, you know, sadly, he's the second member of the Wyatts to pass. Yeah. Uh, Brody Lee, a, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Yeah. John, yeah, Lee, Luke, the real name. He, he died young a few years ago. And it's just, I, yeah. you know, I don't, they, died, they, they, I mean, John Huber was more of a respiratory of, of uh, lungs or whatever, but mm-hmm. they almost pretty much passed of the, almost the same kind of symptoms and stuff. So it's kind of scary when you think about that. And both guys who got wrestling, wrestling family too, like you've been saying, the rotundas and the, and the Wyndham's it's, it's just crazy. You see, and now you have like Ray Mysterio's son wrestling, like all these legacies. And like, it's yeah. just sad to see that tragedy. We're getting old, man. Cause Ray Mysterio's son was part of the Eddie Guerrero storyline of the custody of Dominic and the papers and stuff. And now he's the North American champion in NXT. I don't know if you know this, but Dwayne Johnson's daughter is in NXT. She's part of a, she's part of a group down there. And they, uh, they, they gave her a different name. She's not going by like, you know, her real name. So she's, she's repackaged under a different character name, but Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson's daughter is down there. She's not wrestled too much, uh, but she has here and there and they want to bring her along slowly, but yeah, you're seeing a lot of this stuff, you know, wrestlers, kids and stuff coming in now. And it's making us feel old for sure, Frank. And, uh, but, um, but yeah, RRP, Wyndham Rotunda and Terry Funk. And then I want to move on to the positive Frank, um, NASCAR, uh, the NASCAR regular season got, uh, left, uh, concluded at Daytona. Um, Martin Church Jr. won the regular season championship. It doesn't mean anything. They just got to give you a trophy, but it's different than the main trophy you win at the end. Um, good for him because he gets the most playoff points. He, the points probably mean more than the trophy, but, um, a couple of, uh, uh, upset wins. Michael McDowell won the road race in Indianapolis. It'll be the last road race in Indianapolis before they go back to the traditional brickyard oval race rectangle, I guess you would say. Um, so he won that race. And then um, Chris Busher, Frank has won like three of the last four races. He races for ironically Roush Fenway Kislowski racing. <laughs> so another uh, tie in a there, little yeah. tie to the penguin little time with the Bronson would love, love for him to Pittsburgh to cover some NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I would love for them to run a Penguins paint scheme so I could buy one of the die casts. But oh, I don't think Kozlowski would run it because he's a Michigan guy and he's a Red Wings fan. Uh-huh. So I don't think they would, he would want to run it. But Chris Busher's from Texas. I don't think he has any hockey ties. So I know they've run like Red Sox ones and Nesson schemes and things like that in the past. So it'd be cool for Chris Busher to bust uh, out a black and gold. That'd be uh, great penguins. to get that car to put in the man cave yeah behind me yeah yeah i, I don't think kozlowski would run it but uh and then funny speaking of kozlowski frank the daytona race which busher won they were under red flag because there was a very terrible wreck involving ryan priest of stewart haas racing i don't know if you saw it, it went i saw viral. pictures yeah yeah but the car ro- flipped like violently over and over i mean just so many times and he did get out of the car although he did while he was able to get out of the car he was uh transported to a hospital um, thank God he's alive. It's like with him and that wreck with Newman a couple of years ago, these super speedway races are so dangerous, Frank. And how and the safety of the cars have improved so much, but still, I mean, there's always so much it can go before you're you're really risking life life and limb there. 
I'm blaming got a little bit of a dinger. I bruised his ribs, I think. But, you know, first thing he said, he was, I, I, I'm glad, glad the priest is OK. Uh, but during that red flag, Brad, there was a fire inside Brad Kozlowski's car, like a little bit of smoke. He smelled smoke and a little bit of a fire. And then his spotter is TJ Majors, which is a Elwood City fan. He's from Elwood. Um, he used to be Dale Jr. spotter for all those years. Um, avid sim racer, so I love that. But um, but he was uh, Brad's spot. He's Brad's spotter, and I, you know, Brad was saying it was, it was he was smoking, smoking. It was hot, so he so it's red flags. So the cars are standing still, right? So Brad Kozlowski went in the Daytona back the 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 back stretch. They had all that pavement on the infield, so he went in the car and like drove it around in circles to try to get the fire out inside, and so it made it went viral like like uh. <laughs> with Ricky uh, Bobby. with Alex Bowman, like Alex Bowman, they had the, his in-car like dash cam, and he goes, "Oh, this is why we should be allowed to have phones in our cars so we can record this. This will be great." And then they were making like Talladega Nights references of like, "I'm fire! I'm on fire! Tom Cruise, you should witchcraft get this fire off." Me. <laughs> so they're really they could all the drivers really having fun at Brad's expense. He was never really in danger. He just smelled smoke and thought there was a. And there was a little, little, little small fire inside. They got rid of it, like after. But if you go on the internet, it's like him just driving in circles in the infield, and and uh, everyone was just have, kind of having fun at it because obviously they knew he was okay. But but anywho, long story short, the the field of sixteen is set. I'm not going to waste everyone's time and read every driver, but William Byron Frank was the most dominant of the Hendrick cars this year. Your guy, Willie B. Uh, Liberty University, uh, that car, the 24, he's been the most dominant guy of the Hendrick cars. That, that involves Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, and Chase Elliott. Frank, Chase Elliott uh, broke his leg early in the year on that, that call. He went he went snowboarding in Colorado and missed almost over a month for the racing, Frank. So he had to basically win to get in. And Daytona was his last chance, Frank. And they, they had they ran into some, you know, theoretical banana peels and Frank, it's, it's it's like huge news in NASCAR. Chase Elliott did not make the field of 16 for the, the playoffs. So that's a huge deal in NASCAR for, for a guy like Chase Elliott, a former champion, to not make it. But um, everybody else in Hendrick, oh, Bowman didn't make it. But but uh, William William Byron and and um, Kyle Larson made it for Hendrick. Um, Harvick made it, made the playoffs in his last year. He will retire and join the Fox booth. Um, anything, I'm trying to think any, any other big news in NASCAR that's happened. Uh, really big deals. Um, nothing right now, um, but uh, I think Truex is probably one of the favorites to possibly win the championship. Larson, William Byron, Frank, he's really been. Uh, I've really been shocked at how good William Byron is. He's, he's taken that next step, and I'm really happy for him. He's a good kid, and and uh, not a guy who really causes a lot of headlines. Just kind of keeps his his head down and keeps racing. And uh, but anyway, the, the playoffs will start this weekend with the race in Darlington, the Southern 500. And the last thing before I turn it to football, Frank, or turn it over to you for what you want to cover. Um, you know, I'm a big dirt guy, right? You know, I'm a big sprint car guy. Well, Kyle Larson and his brother-in-law, uh, sprint, World, World, of, World of Outlaws champion Brad Sweet, um, they have a, a, a little sprint car series called the High Limit Series. They do a couple races a month or whatever. And it's, you know, big purses. A lot of local tracks don't give out a lot of money in terms of winning. And so they, they've come together and, and made this series. So they're going to be at Lernerville. Um, the last week of September and yours truly is going confirmed. I have tickets, <laughs> but this was before it was announced last week, Frank, that do that. Um, Kyle Larson formally invited Dale Earnhardt jr. To come up and, and, and catch some sprint car racing, something in which junior's never done. It's not really been a forte of his, and he's really not talked about it or doesn't know a whole lot about it. 
But on Dale Jr.'s social media and, and podcast, he announced that he will be, in fact, at Sarver, Pennsylvania, at Lernerville, the last week of September. So Dale Jr. and Dirty Mo Media, who he does his podcast with, uh, he will be there. Um, so yours truly is hoping that maybe he'll get a, he'll get a few minutes to talk to old Junebug uh, at Lernerville. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that when the race happens, I'm hoping that um, – I think hopefully during the events of the race and whatnot, that the fans will kind of maybe, you know, not be rude and let Dale kind of take in, you know, the racing. I, I, if I would, if I go to meet him, I'll, I'll wait till after the race when everyone's done and stuff. Um, but uh, I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to having Dale Jr. There. That's really cool for him to uh, to go to a local dirt track like Lernerville and, 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 and to take that in. So if uh, tickets weren't moving for that race before Frank, I can, I can assure you that they are moving quickly now. But that's it, Frank. That's all I got on my end. I thought we would end it with the Dale Jr. thing. I know maybe even some casual race fans who've never uh, who've never seen a dirt race or whatever, maybe Dale Jr.'s appearance will allow them to to take it in. So um, so uh, lo- looking forward to a good night of racing, hopefully. As long as there's no rain. Please no rain. Um, but I'm um, looking forward to, uh, to possibly getting a chance to meet Dale Earnhardt Jr. Pretty cool, Bronson. Always love your takes on wrestling, on NASCAR. Um, it's cool that you and I both get to, you know, cover our passions during this podcast. You know, mine sometimes being tennis or uh, being baseball, and you and you covering that. So great, great getting us updated on what's been going on because we haven't had an episode in so long. So excited to hear if you get to go when, whenever you go to that race. Um, hear how it went and things like, and one of these days I'm going to get up to go, go to one with you. I'd love to always hear you talk about the, the one in Ohio and, uh, and the, the dirt track there in Lernerville. So it'd be cool to go with you after there's a track kind of more one kind of closer to you. Imperial PA there's uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania motor speedway. They've just redone it. I think so. Yeah. That's out in the Robinson area. I could, I could go to there. Yeah, when they when they finish that up, they might bring some events out there. So if they do, I will let you know. Maybe 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 take maybe take old Frank out there. You know, <laughs> pay, just take a, invite him formally invite him to a race and get him out there, get him out watch some watch some racing. So the only thing I wanted to touch on before we get into the the nuts and bolts of this episode, being the the NFL preview, is uh, just how the Pirates have been doing. And you know, we we touched upon earlier episodes the hot start, the twenty and eight start in April. Everybody jumping on the bandwagon. I myself was a little bit guilty of at least them, you know, I knew they wouldn't keep up that pace, but I thought, you know, if they play around 500 from now on, um, you know, you're, you're looking at 88, 89 wins and probably a wild card there ahead of schedule in the rebuild, blah, blah, blah. The young guys, G1 Bay. I mean, everybody was looking so good, but of course, you know, as many people predicted and now say, I told you so, um, they did kind of fall off the map. They had a horrendous May. As good as April was, May was just as bad. Um, they were 20 and 8, and I believe they got to 500 at like 27 and 27. So right after 20 and 8, they went like 7 and 19. So they got to 500 there at 27 and 27 and then fell under and really never got back. They got a little bit hot before the All-Star break where they got to like 36 and 41. Where I was like, you know, okay, this team might get to 500, still a little bit ahead of schedule. 2024 is the year. Let's stay relevant. Let's stay four or five out of the wild card. See, you know, make this exciting. Then they ran into Arizona and LA right before the All Star break. They went like one and six on that road trip. Entered the break at like 30 and 40 or 40 and 50, something like that. And it started to get, you know, start look, looking bleak. 
I think they bottomed out at maybe 15 games under 500. Now they just swept the Royals to end August and they had a 14 and 15 August. So right back to 500, they've been getting better. They've gone with the youth movement, Bronson. They've traded Rich Hill. They traded G-Man Choi. They traded Carlos Santana. They've called up Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis, Leo Verpeguero, Alico Williams. Um, and, and the guys are starting to gel as a team. At least they're getting some of that stuff done to, to be poised for a, a better showing in 2024. They're getting the, the, you know, their feet wet in the majors. They're, they're gelling as a team, getting chemistry. And you can see it. Um, Andy Rodriguez, the catcher, is a, is a gamer. Um, some of the young pitchers, Oviedo, who just complete, pitched a complete game shutout, the first in like 12 years for the Pirates. Um, so I can see things on the horizon, and I, I have people ripping me already on Twitter. I'm like four days into Twitter. That's also breaking noise. Frank Conte <laughs> you know, joined I, I, Twitter. I, I got to cut into it. I got to cut yeah. into this. So I'm shocked. So Frank like, <laughs> follows me and likes a couple of my posts. Yeah. You well, said Frazzo thought I was a spam. Yeah, I thought uh, it was a spam. Was he had like no followers or followed anyone. And I'm like, <laughs> Frank's this is definitely. But then I saw it. I'm like, I think it's Frank. So Frank, so Frank's on it. So it's cool to have Frank on Twitter. And I feel like he appreciates a lot of the posts that I have. So if he's on there just yeah. to just a few my tweets, I'm happy for him. But uh, I'm sure I have don't I have no doubt that you're getting roasted on Twitter for your optimism of the Pirates. I've been uh, like, but I I follow like Jason Mackey and some of the beat writers. And yeah. Like, other fans are arguing yeah. with me. They're like, here we go with the Pirates eternal optimism. Keep taking your money. I'm like, dude, let me be a fan. Let me be me. Like, worry yeah. about yourself. Like, I mean, if you... it, the only, honestly, and then and we really can't say Twitter anymore, Frank, because it's X. X now, I know, Elon. it's so stupid. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk bad, bad move there by Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like, on, in all honesty, the, the truth is like, I think when like they were hovering around 500 and then, um, and I guess I didn't even butt in your your thing here, but with with um, O'Neill Cruz getting hurt, I think the fans really put the pressure on management to bring up the guys like Eddie Rodriguez and Henry Davis. To, and I think they had their false. What's what's what am I looking for? They I think they falsely, they hopelessly, and maybe delusionally put their faith in the fact that these guys were just going to come up and tear the cover off the ball and keep things rolling and false and optimism absence. maybe you were thinking oh, yeah thank you false optimism yeah. Yeah. and and it just you know frank i get it these guys played you know we're hitting the ball in triple a and whatnot going up mm-hmm. the ladder but you know you have to adjust the big league hitting and, and davis mm-hmm. did well for like the first couple of games but like obviously he's come back down to earth and things like that and and he said you, you know things here and there but I just thought you know it's it's really it's really sketchy for you know fans to think that oh that guy's killing it in Triple A let him come up here and he'll do the same thing up here you can't rely on that you got you hope that maybe it'll happen but and that's not why the, the Pirates are where they're at now obviously but but I thought that fault you said the false optimism there and they, they and these kids just need time to really just to yeah you know, just to develop and 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 just because you know Henry Davis comes up and he's not hitting the ball that great doesn't mean oh it's a lost cause he just needs more time and, and I don't need to tell you this because I mean you're you're the baseball Dalai Lama, and you know what I'm talking about. But I, I just, you know, and I, and, and ter- in the terms of the of the deadline deals, I uh, I loved all of them because I feel like with guys like Rich Hill and and and, and uh, he, you know, he he, he man Choi and uh, and um, and who's who am I forget? Oh, Santana. oh, Carlos Santana. Yeah, you know, you, these are guys that aren't coming back anyway, so you might yeah. as well get something. 
for them. So I don't, I don't get that. You know, some people were, and then I remember like uh, my buddy Shane was getting on me because they like, like I can't believe they turned to Carlos Santana in the division. Like, oh, they don't pay attention. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's a rental. yeah, if you're neck and, like, if you're neck and neck with the Cubs for like the central, you know, I don't theoretically throw that out there and not reflecting the stands. Like, it, like you know, if the Penguins are going neck and neck with the, the Capitals and like they traded them, like you know, like Brian Rust, like mm-hmm. that, they don't freak out. But like the, the Pirates weren't contending. It doesn't matter. And like you said, it's a rental. So, but no, I, I liked all those deals and and um, I didn't mean to come back in, but you you mentioned Twitter and it was yes, guys, Frank's yeah. on Twitter now. I'm happy he is on Twitter. He I I think for and as long as he and he's a smart man like me to not fall into the to not fall into the negative stuff of Twitter. So um, yeah, so I mainly what, do it for news and like I might comment here and there, but like I kind of decided to leave Facebook for a while and I may come back to it. But um, Facebook, I found myself getting you know two o'clock in the morning for hours scrolling endlessly at like silly videos, and it, I think a lot of us are victims of that. And I feel like X or Twitter is just kind of more of a news feed where I can get my breaking sports, yeah. sports well, and politics. Like, and I, I feel like, I think Facebook, like you said, is trying so much to be like TikTok. Yeah. And I think it's just like, it's, it's trying, it's, they want to take the TikTok buzz away, but um, obviously what Elon's doing with Twitter, whatever it's or X, like I keep saying X or whatever. But, yeah. Um, but um, I was going to get you some here. Hold on, let's see something. So we're gonna call X. You might just, you know, play this. Is this is this me turning to the bad five? We're going to DX. <laughs> rip off my Facebook, off my Facebook <laughs> shirt. X, X underneath it. <laughs> Twitter should just be degeneration X. So there you go. But, but no, I, I, I throw this back to you, Frankie. I'll but wrap I just, up my uh, pirate talk. Yeah, just yeah. I was just saying, like they've gone with the youth movement, and I would mention they they are twenty. And I saw Jason Mackey post this, and they're twenty and nineteen in their last thirty nine. And I know you can like kind of pick out windows of that and like try to make it look good, but that's a decent stretch of like a month and a half where they're over five hundred again. And I think. You know, I always do this, but if they have a decent stretch here in September, a little bit of an easy schedule, maybe they get to my prediction, which has been documented on the show, 76 and 86, which is 10 games under, which is a vast improvement. They were 62 and 100 last year, so it would be a 14 game improvement, which is the 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 logical steps of them becoming a contender again in 24 and in 25. Um you know, right now they're they just swept the Royals to get to 61 and 73, so they're 12 games under. They have a, a three game set in St. Louis, who is also tanking. That's kind of the goal too, is to finish ahead of St. Louis. The Pirates haven't done that since 1999. They have not had a better record than the Cardinals, so that would be nice. And it starts uh, tomorrow, the first in St. Louis, if they could sweep them or take two out of three. Um, Get back on this train of finishing with a good taste in your mouth. I don't care about draft positioning. You know, if we yeah. tank, if we tank, well, we, we can say top five again. Starkey had a call. Joe Starkey a had a call now. him today saying that they should tank. Well, he said Starkey has called him said they should tank. There's a lottery now, so if they tank, it doesn't mean much. And yeah. I think, I you know, if they're picking eighth or ninth instead of fourth or fifth, I would like to. I would rather have the nice taste in my mouth for the guys and their confidence going into next year. 
So I would love them to get hot and maybe finish 78 wins or so and maybe be only a couple games under 500. It would be nice to see. And definitely finish above the Cardinals and maybe right there with the Reds and Cubs, like a couple games behind them. Um, it would be nice for them to finish hot. And, and one thing, well, Bronson was motioning at me. I don't know. If yeah, I, would, I wanted to jump in and say, yeah. and by the way, I hope you're right because – uh, breaking news: uh, the the great the the great Ryan Barnes, Bucko Barnes, and I will be at the uh, the final home game of the of the season, October first, against the Marlins. So, oh we, wow, we will, to... we will experience Bucktober, even if it's only one day. Yeah, you're going to the home closer instead of the home opener. Yeah, the, the last game on AT and T Sportsnet Pittsburgh ever. Yes, we will. Uh, we will be there. At, it will be rebranded re-brand, the next day. Yeah, we'll should... be in right field, so hopefully maybe we'll, we'll catch a we'll catch a home run ball. We we'll get some TV time, so maybe they'll rip down the sign that after the game from the booth. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, they're um, yeah. So I and you know the the cornerstones of the team and the long term signings they've done have been Reynolds and Hayes, and a lot of disappointment early in this season. They're they're underachieving, but both have gotten hot. Um, still the stats aren't where you'd want them to be, but key Brian Hayes is, with his great defense is now settling in offensively. He's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball over the last three weeks or so, um, around a two sixty five average, um, 12 homers, 60 RBIs. I think next year he's poised to get to that 20 homer, 80 RBI range. Um, Brian Reynolds, almost an OPS of 800, which is a, a you know, a good, a good baseline for a, for an above average player. Um, he's nearing 20 homers. So they have some guys. I think those two can carry them. O'Neill Cruz will be back. The young pitching staff, you have to figure out Roanzi Contreras. They have to get him right because yeah. a lot of their future success was banking on him. Mitch Keller, so good uh, early, bad, late, you know, kind of found it again now. He's been so up and down. They need him to be consistent. And then Skeens should arrive next year. So. You know, we should see Paul. He Skeen better. Be, I don't know if he'll break camp with the team. That'd no, be exciting. I, I don't think he will either. Maybe, you know, he's already in double A. So I could see starting the year in triple A and really being up here by May or June. So um, there, I like that they're fast tracking him. I, I don't think we should see him this year. It would be pointless. But um, I think if I he's if he forces their hand, he could make he could go north with the club. We could see just like because it'd be great for him to pitch opening day. I don't know if it's home or away. I think it's actually home. We we have we usually start on the road, but we might start at home this year. It'd be great if he was on the bump, but they'd probably give it to Keller. But we'll see. But um, but no, Bronson, that's where they are. They're a twelve game under five hundred team. I'm hoping for a little bit of an improvement in September for them to get to 76, 77 wins. That would be respectability and some strides towards next season. I really like what I see from Endy, from Pagaro, um, from Henry Davis. He'll get better. I think they have to just tell him that you're done catching those, like make the decision. And I think it'll be off of his mind if they just say, hey, you're an outfielder, you're a DH. Maybe learn first base. I could see that because um, they, they kind of have a hole there. But, um, yeah, they'll they'll be maybe some younger free agents, maybe not like a Rich Hill and Santana next year. Maybe they get some younger guys to join the fray and supplement some of the holes in the roster, maybe a pitcher or two, a reliever. Um, and, and try to build and, and, and contend in 24. So we'll see. I, I'm not going to be that, you know, I'm not going to get on the bandwagon, you know, and, and, and I'll wait and see. But I think we, we are poised to be a contender next year. You saw the Reds do it. The Reds are doing it this year um, with their young talent. So 
why can't why can't that be the Pirates next year? So stay tuned. Me and Barnsey will be, you know, probably doing another season preview next spring. But uh, Pirates about a month left, and uh, they're going to be old news now as we get to Steeler and, and Penguin season. So I just wanted to get <laughs> one one last Pirate season in for the for the year probably. <laughs> oh, okay, nothing else. I thought you were going to throw some. There's some tennis at us or something. I don't know. No, the tennis I, tennis has been – I haven't followed it much, but it's in the U.S. Open now, the final major. Um, Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz, kind of this new rivalry, the number one, number two players in the world, probably on a crash course. They're playing another final. Uh, they played in Wimbledon, and I believe Alcaraz won that one. So they, they've kind of been alternating back and forth who, who's who's the best. You know, Djokovic at, at our age, 36 or so, and Alcaraz is like 20. He's yeah. like – the changing of the guard, the new like Nadal from Spain um, kind of grew up idolizing Nadal. And, um, you know, Federer is retired now. The, Nadal has been injured and is like kind of hinting at retirement. So it's kind of that, that that old era that we grew up with is going to be kind of turned over. So tennis might have a little bit of a lull, but it's kind of in good hands with some young players. And, so. and I want to say one thing to you before we get started with the Steelers. One thing I realized, and, I, I, and I'm going to bring some Elwood flavor into this too, but uh, it seems to me now, like, and I don't, I don't know, it seems it's it's become obvious that uh, one of the big sports on the rise is pickleball. Oh, like, yeah. Pickleball's everywhere now, which is, it's just what they got courts in Elwood. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to nib my nose here in Elwood politics or whatnot, but, um, and I, I was told it was, I was told through inside sources it was not, uh, ElwoodCity.org's fault, and I know who was behind that, but uh, I do believe that there was a piece that was placed of the growing of pickleball in Elwood. And I don't, I don't want to mention who was in it and whatnot. I don't care who's in it. I just care about who wasn't mentioned into it, and, that, and that's John Devano mm-hmm. because he's been the guy. He's been the guy parading pickleball, you know, right. for all the years, and for him to not even, you know, for someone else to kind of kind of take that. He taught us that, the game that, in gym class. Remember? Yeah, for him to not take that take the reins there when they made the big deal about the pickleball courts. And Elwood, I think was just very either farsighted and misinformed or basically just trying to, to, to set who wrote that article to try to satisfy a, a vendetta. But, um, but I, that, I, I didn't care who was mentioned. I don't care who, I don't, it's not about that. It's, it's about uh, Mr. Devon and not really getting the, the, the respect he deserves, which I I've heard since then that it's been kind of made right uh, to an extent, but um. But uh, it's cool that that's growing as a sport. And like, I was at Barnes and Noble last weekend. There's like a pickleball magazine. So like, that's that's a big deal. And and it's cool they have the courts down here now. And uh, uh, it's funny. Um, uh, Amy Burr, who's a good friend of mine, uh, I talked to her this week, and she uh, and she's already thrown me the invite to go down to play some pickleball. I said, uh, it might be tough though. Uh, I'm old, a former goalie football player. The knees kind of click now, so it may not, I may not make it very far, but I'll, I'll give it a try. But she wants me to come in and play pickleball sometime. And she, I said, I don't have a racket. She goes, I got I got a racket for you. So Yeah, so I, I got to get back out there, too. My mom, I think, bought a set, and she's played in the new Elwood court. She's a big tennis player, kind of who got yeah. me interested. She's who got me interested in tennis. And uh, she's like, I got to get uh, – next time you got to get up to Elwood, we can play. Because I was really good in, in high school um, yes, gym class. <laughs> when I played – I, I, I actually beat Dubuano and beat Lumley in singles. And, you know, they were the teachers that nobody could beat. And with my height – in my tennis playing ability, I was pretty good at pickleball because I could stand it, it behind the, the kitchen line, they call it, but still with my reach, you know, slam everything down. <laughs> and I've always called pickleball, imagine Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, 
shrinking you down onto a ping pong table is all it is. It's playing yeah. ping. It's playing ping pong like standing on the table, and uh, it's a very hybrid of of tennis and and ping pong. And it's really fun. And it started with seniors. I think it's like an easier game for senior citizens. Um, my uncle, who's 70 something, really got into it in the Cranberry area. And it's really blew, blown up there. Um, and it's just blown up worldwide. It's crazy. Courts are going up everywhere. It's, it's just wild. It's on TV now, like celebrities are playing it. There's like leagues. It is pretty wild, the the kind of meteoric rise of pickleball. We'll see if it's a fad and it dies off and like these these pickleball courts start getting weeds growing out of them like in a couple of years. But <laughs> I hope it sticks I, around. I, I, feel, I, I feel like it will because I feel the barriers of entry are cheaper. And I think maybe that's yeah. why. Like tennis, I mean, it's not that it's a super expensive what it is because rackets aren't cheap. But I feel like pickleball, the barriers of entry are, are, are easier in terms of, of, of starting up playing and, and no, the yeah, cost. That's a great point because tennis balls are fairly cheap, but you they, they last one match. Pickleball yeah. is just a wiffle ball that never and that, and I, Like Real Sports was doing, a, uh, not to kind of give this a comparison, Real Sports with Brian Gumble a couple of years ago did a, did a story on um, golf courses that were in danger of being shut down um staying open now due to the another sport rising in popularity is the um the frisbee golf uh casey DeSmith is a big avid frisbee golf guy and they said that that's kind of taking the place of that's kind of what's keeping some of these golf courses alive because like you know golf's another high barrier of entry uh sport you know that hockey uh lacrosse and let's say tennis like those are those are those are the high it costs a lot of money to, to get up and start playing the sports whereas a fr- frisbee golf and pickleball it's it's cheap it's fairly cheap to start doing it so that's why i feel like it's going to stick around if it does keep at its height it, it's just easier for the average joe or the average jane to go pick it up and start playing yeah pretty cool and uh since you did it i'll lead into the next thing so um, so that's it. That's, that's kind of what we've been, we've been burning on since the last time we talked to you, but it's time to get into the, 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 the meat and potatoes of ever what we're recording tonight. And that is the start of the national football league. <laughs> and that it is, and obviously it's going to be surrounded by the, the hometown team, the Frank and I, uh, support, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, um, going to kind of recap to my, to my, uh, best abilities here and how Frank reflect on the, the preseason. And then I uh, we'll guess we'll go from there and do our NFL and Steeler picks. And I guess kind of maybe some notes there and, and close up shop. So, so Frankie, the Steeler preseason. Now there was only three games this year. And obviously it's because of the 18 game season. Um, so the Pittsburgh Steelers did have a three, three, uh, pre, uh, three game preseason. They started the, they started the preseason in Tampa Bay playing on the, playing the Bucks. Um, I do yeah, Baker Mayfield played that game. I'm trying to remember because it's been a few weeks ago. So Baker Mayfield played that game, and then Kenny Pickett did. And and, uh, and uh, I'm not going to do scores or whatever, but uh, the Steelers' first team looked fantastic. I mean, it's kind of – Pickett uh, Pickett was hitting all the marks, and uh, Jalen Warren had a couple big runs. And he would he, – basically, I, I guess I could pretty lump it all into just overview of the three games. So they, so they played Tampa. Most of Tampa's twos played, but like Baker Mayfield played and a couple of the ones, uh, not Mike Evans or anything like that. But um, the Steelers' first teamers played what they played. They played. They played pretty deep into that game, right? They played. They played a good quarter, I think, or a couple a couple drives. Um, 
and Pickett looked good, and he connected with Deontay Johnson, and that that, that uh, across the middle, which is something we were happy to see, Frank, them throwing across the middle, taking risks, uh, that pass to Pickens are at the middle. Um, and obviously, um, the, the, I think that game, the, the, the first team defense didn't play really at all. Uh, but the second game was as home, was the only home preseason game, Frank, and it was against the Buffalo Bills. Um, and and the Steelers' first team did play quite a bit, as did the Buffalo's first team, which is, um, I guess, if I'm going to uh, spoil the end here and kind of go back to the where I'm at right now is, I, you know, everyone's been blown up how good the Steelers' preseason has been, and I'm not spoiling anything because I'm sure if you've heard, you're listening now, you've already known the results, but. Um, I think Matt Williamson of uh, um, he's always on Madden show, the football guru. I think he's the guy that's kind of putting everything in check here. I know the fan and all these guys are just going, Oh, it's Super Bowl. Let's play. They're going to go so deep. And, 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 and Williamson's kind of been the guy that's like, okay, let's kind of put things in context. Pickett has visibly looked more improved in the offseason. He's added some muscle on. He, he looks bigger. His reads seem to be a little quicker. The ball seems to be being released a little bit quicker. Um, I think that first half versus Buffalo was very encouraging to see Frank. Um, but the Tampa and Atlanta game, I really don't pump too much into. I'm excited that he did do well and Connor Hayward got involved and, 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 uh, and, and everyone on those lines, but, uh, but I mean, Atlanta was playing their second and third teams. I mean, and, and they're not, they're not expected to do too well this year in the NFL um, and the bucks. I mean, as Williams says that you probably can't field a worse team than they're probably going to field this year. So I think it's encouraging. At least you're building that confidence up and, and Kenny Pickett was like first in terms of, I think production among preseason quarterbacks. So that is encouraging. I'm not saying that, it, you know, don't, you know, I'm just saying, you know, the, the Buffalo game definitely was the one where I was like, okay, I'm impressed because it was against ball Buffalo's first teamers. Uh, but the Steelers did, did finish the preseason three and zero. They did last year, and then obviously not a good start. But but I, I do. I'm going to throw this back to you, Frank. I think it was encouraging. Um, uh, we were also looking at Broderick Jones, uh, whether he would be the starter going into Week One. But to everyone's surprise, Frank Dan Moore Jr. has kind of held his own, and and he's uh, proven that you know he should at least keep the status quo for now. I knew there had been talks of whether they would move him to the right and then move. Jones to the left, which could essentially happen maybe during the season. Um, uh, obviously, it looks to be it'll be Pickett, obviously, the, the starter, but it looks like it'll be Trubisky 2, Rudolph 3. Although Trubisky really did not have a good first game, but uh, I thought he bounced back after, especially against Buffalo, which I feel like he should have because he probably knows a lot of Buffalo's intel being there for a year. Um, um, Najee had a couple good runs, Frank, but I think Jalen Warren's been was a really big surprise in the preseason, and I believe that he'll probably will be. Uh, whether he uh, obviously he won't be RB one, but he will be RB getting RB two getting a lot more time than other RB twos in the NFL. I think he'll get a lot of a lot of uh, look there. I think Matt Canada opening up the offense in the preseason was very encouraging. I'm hoping they'll stick to that, Frank, even when sometimes it won't bear fruit and maybe it'll lead to an interception or a turnover. I don't want them to, I don't want to abandon it. Stick with it. This is how you're going to win games, Frank. I think the Steelers are clearly, if they really think they're going to do this run, 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 keep things low scoring, they're going to get bitten by that a lot, Frank. The NFL is not that kind of game anymore. And it was encouraging to see. It looks like the Canada, maybe, maybe Canada realizes that this is last chance saloon for him a chance to hold on to his job. And he figures, Hey, if I'm going to go out on my shield, at least let, let's, let's, let's sling it, sling it around and, and um, open it up a little bit. I was intrigued by Connor Hayward. Um, 
Darnell Washington had a great camp, and I think that ultimately was what led to the Gentry being cut. Um, I don't think Gentry did anything bad, but I think Darnell Washington had a great camp. They really encouraged with him, and even that the game against Buffalo, Frank's gonna probably you know, you're probably gonna comment this and laugh. He drew like like two uh, two pass interference plays. They just couldn't cover him. He's this big, humongous uh, mountain of a man that even the Buffalo's first team couldn't cover. So that was encouraging. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, they were experimented with with Kendrick Green as a fullback, which was funny. He's not been anything to write home about as a lineman. Even Ben was on his football and podcast and said, he basically said, I love Kendra Green, but he sucks. <laughs> and then uh, I thought for sure that he would get cut, but actually he didn't get cut because he got traded to the Texans. Traded for a six-round pick, which I was elated, so loving that. Hopefully we'll get to play against him a week four when we play Houston. Um, they also traded uh, Dotson to the the, the Rams for and a swap of picks, I think, so... That covers it on offense. I think Allen Robinson and limited action look good. Obviously, Deontay looked good. Pickens looked good. On defense, Watt. Um, obviously, Herbig, uh, the guy they drafted this year out of Wisconsin. Uh, Frankie looked really good in relief and you know, a lot of preseason action. Hopefully, he'll get a chance to, you know, if, ho- hopefully, TJ Watt doesn't get hurt this year. But if he does, um, I feel a little bit better with him uh, in the back. But hopefully, TJ Watt doesn't get hurt. That middle linebacker, is, I think it's still kind of a little bit of a question mark, Frankie. I know they brought, what's his name in from the Jets, or uh, Quan Alexander. Uh, and um, and then uh, the corners, it's going to be, you know, I was obviously Joey Porter Jr. who got an interception uh, against uh, the Bills. Uh, I don't know if that was, was that Josh Allen or Matt Barkley, I forget. Uh, but he got an interception in that game. And then uh, and then it'll be Levi Wallace. And then obviously, then, then they... Uh, the, the, the Texans uh, recently just cut Desmond King and the Steelers added him. He has some special teams prowess. So I wonder if he'll get a chance to do that. Though. Although, uh, Miles, or I said Miles Austin, Calvin Austin the third, uh, Frankie looks really dangerous in that role if they want to keep him there as well. So <laughs> I know throwing a lot of stuff at you. I know, um, um, just kind of a lot, a lot of, I don't know. I, I don't know what else I what I took out of the, the, the preseason there. Um, Try to think of the backer play, a secondary play. Receive. Yeah, so those are kind of what I've taken out of the season there. Um, obviously, pick it, build the confidence, get some plays out there. And let, let, let and after, even after the Atlanta game, Frank, after he had the first drive, I'm like, as I, I was telling Kevin, I said, put put him in bubble wrap and let's let's go week one. So um, kind of what you saw in camp, uh, what you liked, didn't like, and um, kind of where we're at before we get into the predictions. No, Bronson, I love it. That was an awesome kind of preview recap of the preseason and what you kind of thought on how players perform position battles cuts outlook on the season i tend to share many of your opinions um you know i don't want to be one of those you know victims of drinking the kool-aid but Pickett looks like the real deal um he looks like a guy that's determined i mean you said that he put on muscle he's the release is quicker there's more zip on the ball the offense is getting opened up more. Um, we're definitely going to see an improved Kenny Pickett in 2023. Um, they picked this guy in the first round for a reason. They're going to, I think, you know, 
let let him let him play a little bit. You know, they, there was talks last year he wasn't allowed to call audibles. I think there'll be a little more leeway with that. I think he'll have a little bit more say in the offense. Canada's going to be allowed by Tomlin, I think, to open it up more. I think a lot of people like to blame Canada last year, but I think he was under the kind of the Tomlin's, you know, rule of overruling on some of the plays. But um, no, they and they they he has a ton of weapons. Um, when when Deontay Johnson's your new number two receiver, um, you're pretty deep there because George Pickens is looking like the, you know, uh, maybe a possible start. There's people comparing him to Justin Jefferson, you know, top five receiver in the league potential. Um, so that's you know that's exciting. You see some of the circus catches he makes, and when he's one on one, he just you know he's beating guys, and you have to double team him, which is going to open up Deontay more. Um, the Allen Robinson signing for a veteran third guy, I love. You know, uh, bringing in the local Penn State guy, um, Fryermuth coming into his own in his you know third year now or so. Um, really elite tight end potential. Darnell Washington, the huge freak athlete who's going to be a great blocker and sneaky red zone target at six foot seven. Um, the offensive line got better. It's maybe one thing I don't know if I caught you you comment on. Um, the offensive line getting Isaac Sayamalu really improving the guard position. Yeah, um, he was <clears throat> pro football focus, one of the top guards in the league last year. They pluck him from Philadelphia, you know, one of those cap casualty kind of things where the Eagles can't keep everybody. Um, Mason Cole, I think, improved every game last year, and he's going to be the center. James Daniels, a solid free agent signing last year from the Bears, going to be better. They're gelling as a unit. Um, they're going to, they're called, they're the picket fence. They're going to protect Kenny and, you know, quarterbacks and O lines have great relationships and he does with them. Everybody says, Kenny's such a great leader. First guy in last guy to leave. The team's going to go to bat for him. Um, they just say he commands the room. Um, and I think even Rudolph and Trubisky realize that and like, he's the guy and I think they're going to be good sports and help him out. And, uh, so, like, yeah, so many weapons, a better offensive line, a healthy Najee where they can pound the rock. And then Jalen Warren, a, a, another guy, um, that kind of thunder and lightning, Kenny called them, where I think they're going to not 50-50, but nearly split the, the workload, which is going to keep Najee healthy. Najee comes in late in games to pound out the clock. You know, people rip on Najee for not being a home run hitter. I think you'll see more of that this year. I think he will break some big ones because he's healthy. Um and Jalen Warren is that guy who can break one. You saw the first play of the game against Buffalo, 60-yard touchdown, second play of the game maybe. Um, I love his you know, undrafted free agent from Oklahoma State. I love he kind of bounces around. He's like a little bowling ball, um, catches passes out of the backfield. And Jalen Warren's a great blitz pickup guy, um, great in the past pass block game. So um, – just, just love what I see so far from them. It's, it's, it's uh, hard not to get excited. Now I, I'm not booking my tickets to wherever the Super Bowl is. I lose track of that, Glendale, Arizona, or wherever. I'm not booking my tickets yet, but uh, I think the logical step is, is get to the playoffs, win a playoff game. You know, I know the AFC is loaded, um, but no, they, they have. Uh, there's a lot of buzz nationally, so you, you know, it's not just black and gold colored glasses. Um, NFL Network and um, ESPN and other outlets and like some, some of the pundits are like Steelers to win the division Pickett's the man um, Kenny Pickett has Pro Bowl potential um, all kinds of stuff so 
I think we're not wrong in saying they look so sharp in the in the in the preseason and yeah. uh, and so many <laughs> weapons. So I'm excited for sure. No, I I uh, I agree. And I'm 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 glad I left that to you the offensive line, even though I uh, I just figured I was like I just, everyone was just talking about the Broderick Jones thing, and I I think he will. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's cool. That, it's cool. Let that him learn a little bit. Stuff. Dan yeah. Moore's Dan Moore's is the incumbent and didn't do anything to lose the job. So there's going to be injuries. There's, you know, so we'll see when he goes in, but wouldn't hurt for him to learn for a year. Yeah. And to answer your question, Frank, the Super Bowl this year is in the Legion stadium in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. So I didn't know that. First Vegas year Super Bowl. And then, and then next, yeah. Yeah. And then 25, it's in the Superdome wow. in New Orleans. So there you go. You're going to be um, brawling in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went, I went to a book sale at the outlet site and they had the Jim Nance autobiography. This one, the oh, in New Dude, Billy, Billy, uh, Gardell, man. He's everywhere. I love it. The Pittsburgh native, man. He plays all. I heard his teams. interview on, uh, on Madden the other day. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's always a fun time on there. So anyway, Frank, I don't know if you've, uh, you need more preparation. Let's get to the, the main event. Let's get to, get to, uh, I feel what, like what, we what need background place. music for this. Hold on. I got you. Hold on. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I feel like I'd do that better. Dun, dun, the one day, John, you know, our our, uh, our draft expert. Well, let's do the. We could do. I wonder if that's what he has in mind. Are we? Is this where we're going to predict win loss? Yes. Just while you're doing course, that, or do you have it? I was going to say. Um, this ads. I need to just get this. The YouTube doesn't have ads. YouTube Premium, yeah. Our sponsors yeah. need to pay for it. <laughs> That's we need to see what sponsor the podcast. Hold on, we're right here. Cease and desist order from Fox Networks shoving down the podcast. You know, it's funny. The uh, the 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 college basketball on Fox uses the uh, the NBC NBA theme. I didn't know they stole that. That's one of the classics. Yeah, so it's funny because I was watching. I guess FIBA's been playing the basketball thing, and Raptors yeah, been yeah. calling some of the games. So I've been pumped about that. That's the, the basketball this. World Cup thing. Yeah. All right, let's reset the and We'll keep cue it off. So here we go. The Bronson and Frank win loss, win loss. Mike Francesa, Chris Russo, special here. And do you remember how we did last year? Did we both have? Oh, nine, I have did, it here. Did we have friend. nine and eight? Did we both have nine and eight correct? Just the, we the wrong. We did have nine and eight. We did have nine and eight correct. Just the different order of games. I yeah, Just I remember we order of games. We did have nine and eight. I mean, we're no, we're no Nostradamuses because that's kind of what everybody predicted. But <laughs> eight and nine, nine and eight, and that's no, what so I think. We, you had think, seven. You had ahead. seven games predicted correctly. I had eleven. Okay, so you, uh, you win. including the every year. I always said the Bronson upset special. I had them beating the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the year before I had them winning Week One against uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my best prep to see who's gonna where the upset special is gonna be this year. So I don't know, man. I don't know where it's coming. I'm looking at the schedule right now. I don't know where where that's coming. So I. Now, without looking at the list of games, um, you know, month by month, off season wise, Bronson, I was going to right away say I think they can get to ten and seven just with the improvements they made and in, in signings. And props to Omar Khan, we really didn't give him credit. 
um, him and Andy Weidel, that new team in charge with Kevin Colbert retiring. Con artist. Everyone's uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like Dubas with the Carlson thing. Omar Khan's trying different things. Um, he's making some good trades, like getting rid of Kel, uh, Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green. So they like save some salary cap there. Um, and like the, the Desmond King waiver pickup. Um, the, the, the draft, I, I really like, you know, oh, the, the Claypool fleecing was, was the best, the best deal. Um, that, that juvenile, that's going to just do nothing in Chicago and be a, just a headache, AB junior, junior, junior. Um, but, uh, but no, Khan's been great with Andy Weidel as his backup. And, um, so yeah, big, big props to him for the roster reconstruction, but I, you know, the improvements they made, I thought, okay, could that get them one more win and get them to 10 and seven next year? Thinking last year, um, and, and 10 and seven gets you kind of in the wild card hunt, maybe a playoff berth. Now there's like, yeah. you know, now with how good Pickett's been looking, how great the weapons look, I hear 11 and uh, six, 12 and five division champs. So I'm just going to, before I, we, before we go win by win, my like just, 30,000 foot view of it was they're going to go 10 and seven. Now, as we go win, loss, win, loss, we'll have to add it up to the end and see what we are, but that'll be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've kind of looked at some of these and uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like this might be the year where maybe you beat me or I might be completely <laughs> wrong on some of these. So Mike, Mike is not going to, he's not going to be able to jump in on win, loss, win, loss, but he, we will, he told us to put him on, put him down for 12 and five. Yeah, so he's one so of the ones. He's, real, he's really high on him. He's he's he said put him down for twelve and five. I don't know if we'll fill that up, but um, I'll start it off. I was like, you don't need the you don't need the music because I can't loop it. And it gets and yeah. it actually distracts me. So here we go, Frank. Week one, the opening game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think they host the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, first home opener um, in like nine years. Kind of, and I feel like we kind of use this time to describe some of the teams too. That way, kind of mm-hmm. you know, your NFL kind of preview that way. So the 49ers, Frank, um, who in the offseason traded uh, um, Trey Lance to the Cowboys, uh, yeah, not a good look in camp. Yeah, Brock Purdy looks like he'll be he'll be ready to go. Which I'm and, shocked. Uh, he had he had, he basically had Tommy John, like the baseball pitcher, and he's like back in eight weeks or eight months. Yeah, it looks like he's ready to go. And and uh, the surprise in camp for them, a quarterback was Sam Darnold. Um, he will be the number two there, but um. Bosa looks like his deal with the Niners will probably uh, facilitate itself to a conclusion. So he'll probably be uh, I'd love him this for game. him to miss the game. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna. Um, I'll tee this one up to you and then I'll, I'll follow. Uh, 49ers uh, home. Home opener against the Niners. This one scares me as like kind of like you want to say trap game, but like the Niners are favored. Um, the 49ers yeah. are like a lot of people's Super Bowl pick and as good as Kyle Shanahan is as a coach, you know, Brock Purdy was made to look kind of like a, you know, I think he can turn any quarterback into like a, a pro pro bowl quarterback, not nothing against Purdy, but I don't think he's as good as he looked. Um, the 49ers are a lot of people think I haven't gone to the Super Bowl, So they're actually a two and a half point favorite. I think that line will move a little closer to kick off towards the Steelers almost to maybe like a one point or a push just as good, how good pickets looked. And, and the fact that it's in Pittsburgh, um, usually you get three points just for being at home. So they're almost saying San Fran five and a half if played on neutral site, uh, which I think is too, too high. Um, I am so scared of this game still, Bronson, because I know Shanahan's going to outcoach Tomlin, as everybody says. Um, and 
it's just that week one, I don't want to start 0-1. The Steelers so often do. You know, we get into these early season holes sometimes. I know the last two years we beat Buffalo, we beat Cincy, but um, I feel like, you know, I, I remember us starting 0-3, 0-2, 0-4, and then, then you're trying to dig out of that. Last year it was 1-0, but then 2-6. and um, But I am going to predict a win in this game. I am nervous. It's going to be overtime or close. But I do have us just because it's at home and because I think we can pressure Purdy. And Purdy did not play a lot in the preseason. He is coming off the the elbow injury. Um, We have to make sure we limit McCaffrey. And we have to make sure we contain Bosa and keep Kenny Pickett upright. Um, But I think the the momentum um, carries over with Pickett and the receivers. And uh, they have a good showing. and, And the Steelers win this one. You know, I think I might pick this one. This might be the Bronson upset special. I think I got I got Pittsburgh winning this too. I think I think because I think it's the Niners going across the East Coast playing that yeah. one o'clock game. Um, I think I actually do think it'll be a low scoring game. I know McCaffrey is going to be dangerous, and I think he'll 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 make he'll make the most of the damage. But I don't. I think it'll be a low scoring game, and I think Pittsburgh. The Niners probably here's the deal because I picked this. The Niners are probably going to win, but I don't see any how it be any of these teams here are going to be like an upset special. So um, I'm going to go this. I think the nine. I think plus Pittsburgh's going to be they're going to some somebody say something get fired up, and the, the Stellar's going to be fired up for this game. I think like you said, I think Pittsburgh wins, but I think it'll be a it'll be uh it'll be a uh what's it's, it'll be a squeaky bum game as Mark Madden would call it. Yeah, I so, mean I think these teams do pride themselves on defense, you know, the Steelers have the highest paid defense in the league and you're right it could be, you know, a little bit of a clunker, but I do like how, you know, like I said the the picket chemistry and the momentum they have offensively. Yeah. Um and I didn't say this and I don't know if we talked about him when we were talking preseason and weapons, Calvin Austin the 3rd. Um look out for the return game. a little bit, yeah. Look out for the return game and look out for end arounds and jet sweets with him. He's healthy and he's going to be a, a factor. Um, so, no, yeah, I, like you said, we are underdogs. It's like kind of like an upset special, but I think I, so that's cool. We both started out the same here with a win. Yeah. And uh, week two, Frank, the, they'll stay at home and they will host the Browns. So the, so the 49ers game, they'll have an eight day week as they'll prep for the, the Browns on Monday night football. Yeah, so oh, so so then I, so then I'll I'll do the background of the Browns. Deshaun okay. Watson, this will be his first full season with the with the mm-hmm. Browns coming back through his suspension. Um, funny thing about Cleveland as well is, um, well they have Amari Cooper now and and um, that the the quarterback they draft or whatever he was the he was the the talk in camp there so and um, so much so that yeah they bumped him up to number two. Um, well, they got rid of Dobbs and, uh, or, uh, um, and, uh, well, they, they got, they've sent Dobbs over to the, the Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah. second. They, so, so with Kyler Murray out, they say, they sent him to the Cardinals. Cardinals cut my boy Colt McCoy. Pew, pew. So he's out. And now all of a sudden Dobbs just got sent over there. Now he'll he's gonna start. start. Yeah. He's going to start for the Cardinals. So there you go. So now the Browns with, with, with Deshaun Watson, obviously they're going to have, uh, Nick Chubb, you know, they're going to have uh, the defense led by Miles Garrett. Um, I'll leave this one off, Frank. I think they will beat the Browns on Monday Night Football. Yeah, it's one of those ones where the Steelers kind of have the Browns number. I know they got us in the playoffs a couple years ago, but um, 
another home game. Um, if they do beat San Fran, they'll be feeling good. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a, t- a two and zero start would taste pretty good and get a, a division win that early. Yeah. Okay. Week three, they traveled to the the location of the Super Bowl, Frank Allegiant Stadium, to take on the uh, the uh, the Los. I was you almost caught myself as the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Got to put so, a dollar uh, in the jar. <laughs> Got to put a dollar in the jar, and they will uh, they will have they'll go from Monday to Sunday, but it'll be Sunday night football. So they go mm-hmm. from the Monday night game to the Sunday night game. Um, uh, they'll be at the Raiders. Um, I'll let you leave this one off, and I'll and I'll and I'll grab this one. My biggest intrigue with this game will be how many Steeler fans will be in that stadium because you know the Steeler Nation travels <laughs> and it, it, that that's going to be the ultimate destination to go out to Vegas on vacation and go to a Steeler game and then like spend the the whole weekend there or whatnot. So I I guarantee almost half the stadiums waving terrible towels. Um, this one it's the Raiders and you know Tomlin doesn't beat the Raiders, so I I think he's lost the last three or so to the Raiders. So I have this one as a loss. I. I know the Raiders might not be great this year, but early on, I think, you know, everybody's kind of thinks they have a shot. They're not tanking or anything yet. Um, it's, I guess it's going to be Garoppolo. Um, if he's healthy, um, I just don't see the Steelers starting three and zero. So if I'm picking the first two wins, I think this is one where they stumble. I'm with you. I'm with you, Frankie. Yeah. I have the, Ra- I have them, I have the losing to the Raiders too. Sunday night on the West coast. Um, you, like you said, their record against the Raiders is not very good. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is a game that people will be heavily p- picking Pittsburgh probably by this point. So I figure this will be a letdown game. They'll lose to the Raiders. I think it'll be close, but obviously Max Crosby will have a huge impact on the game as well. Jimmy G at quarterback, obviously they'll, they'll have Hunter Renfro, uh, wide receiver. And then Jacobs, uh, Jacobs is now back and he, he signed a deal. So he, he's back. So I think it'll be a close game, but I do have the Raiders winning this game. And I think it's because I picked the Raiders to win the last couple of years. And obviously, um, Picket Magic was what, what got them the ever. Yeah, uh, I guess I forgot. I, I said we struggle against them, but we beat them last year in that Franco game. Yeah, it was the last second drive by Pickett. So. But the Raiders but, have uh, won four of the last six. And 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 you're right about the fact that they don't they don't win at, at I almost said Oakland again, at the <laughs> Raiders. They've not done well against going to the Raiders, so. You're definitely right in that regard. So, um, so I have a loss there too. So we're going chalk. Frank and I go in the same direction here. Week four, Frank, they go to I don't even think it's called it's not it's not the Reliance anymore. It's, I don't think it's even NRG anymore, whatever it is. But they will take on the Houston Texans, Frank, rookie quarterback CJ Stroud of Ohio State. Um, I'm trying to think what else they have on that team. Obviously, Will Anderson, the other rookie they drafted. Isn't the running back Damian Pierce still there in DC? Yes, Damian Pierce is still there. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going to make this tough, Frankie. I got the Tex- I got the Texans taking the L here. Pitch yeah, Steelers should win this game. Houston's Houston's poised for another kind of tank year, so I think we you know get back on track and go to three and one. Yep. And then this, and then the Steelers come back home to host the Baltimore Ravens. This is just a regular AFC North matchup. Um, uh, this one will get thrown to you, uh, Lamar Jackson. We thought maybe he would get traded, but on the eve of the draft, they come to an agreement. He stays there. Uh, they draft Steve Flowers. They bring in OBJ. Um, just um, now, little some question marks on defense, but uh, looks like you're gonna have an electric offense, Frank and. Um, Else is, uh, Mark I can't there, drive so. to say flowers. 
If I give you... <laughs> uh, so it's up I'll, to you, Frankie. I'll save the the uh, listeners from me singing. But um, now Baltimore is a game that's like, it's always fun to pick this one. And it's always like, uh, I'll pick them to lose to the Ravens at home, but beat the Ravens on the road. This has been a rivalry. That, okay, like has been... No, I haven't said that. Not, that's not my official. But oh. that, like year in, year out, like they have they, they're weird against the Ravens. Sometimes they lose at home, win on the road. Um, it's weird. It's, it's kind of early in the season to play them. They typically don't play in this early and it's a one o'clock. Usually it's like a prime time. Um, but I like, I like them riding the momentum. They have a bye week after, so they're going to go all out. I don't like that. The bye weeks that early, um, week six. So they, they play five games. They have a bye week and then they have to play 12 in a row. Um, kind of not fair, but no, I think they'll beat Baltimore at home. Uh, they have Lamar's number kind of, and, uh, It'll feel real nice to go into the bye week four and one. We'll have a little two week stretch there, probably in first place, depending on what the Bengals do. Um, riding high uh, on, on a good note. This might be uh, right where we differ. Steve, Bronson has. You're a- right. I'm taking the Ravens in this game. Taking the uh, Ravens two into the bye week for Bronson. There you go. So I have the Ravens for the same reasons. It's always weird that they like they'll lose at home and then on the road. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm gonna actually, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put my my win down there for that. They need a loss and then a win. So, um, yeah, they lose to the Ravens for all the reasons I mentioned above. And there we go. There. So then they travel back to the West Coast. They travel to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be like? Although Stafford, hopefully, or he will probably stay intact there, so he'd be the starter, but. The Rams are going through some stuff. Obviously, they have Cam, they still have Cam Akers, and they still have, they still have some weapons there, but they're not nearly the team that they once were. They still have Aaron Donald. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I actually, I have the Steelers losing to the Rams. I feel like wow. they don't do well that West Coast swing. I know the Rams aren't good, um, but I feel like, um, I feel like if. Cooper Cup will be back by then. I, I feel like I, I'm gonna. This is my uh, game. They probably should have won, but we'll probably lose. Uh I'm already kind of regretting my Baltimore pick because I have the Steelers having the bye week and go, uh, you know to prepare and study and get healthy. I think they. I think it's the Rams. That, I think another Rams team. That's you know I don't know where Stafford's going to be at that point. Where Cooper Cup's going to be. Um. I have them winning against the Rams and going to five and one. Um, I have I have three I have three and three and I have a five hundred. Yeah, so we're starting to really <clears throat> differ. Then then they come to Pittsburgh and Akershire and host the the on the rise Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. and Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley and and Travis Etienne. Um. Um, I don't know. I'll let you, you go can't first. Have I don't, you, can't, you can't have him go three and four. Well, we'll see. I If I'm going first, this is one where I have to stop the, the, the winning streak here and say that we might drop one at home. Um, okay. ACC quarterback battle, Clemson and Pitt, Pickett and uh, Lawrence. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence comes in here. You know, we kind of did – it's kind of like a repeat of that playoff game, Jacksonville coming into Pittsburgh and winning. Um with Jalen Ramsey and that crew with Blake Bortles. Um, but no, this is where I think the five and one hot start ends, even though it's at home. 
Um, I think we'll move to five and two. I'll, I'll put this as an L to, to the Jags. I'm going to have, I am going to have them go three in a row and teams are losing. They will lose to the Jags as well. Bronson is right this, now. This will be at the point of the season where they go, Oh, something wrong. An inflection point. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they like, and we, we were saying this today, they have a, they have a lot of heavy hitters to start this, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of heavy hitters here. So, but I have against the Jags there too. And I think this loss will piss them off because when they play the Titans on Thursday, I think they curb stomp the Titans. They'll win that game. They'll win that game. Yeah, as long as Derrick uh, Henry doesn't run all over them, they should be favored and beat the Titans. Danny Hill's still the star, right? He's still there. Yeah, by then, who knows if it's Levis or Willis, but I think I think they'll be pissed and they'll beat they'll beat the Titans. Yeah, me too. That's that's, that's my that's my analysis right there. Yeah. They'll be pissed. They'll beat the Titans. I haven't <laughs> beaten the Titans too, so I am at what six and two then. Yeah, I have them at four and four. Four and four. Um, I'll start Green Bay. Um, I think yeah. that's I think that's a team uh, in rebuild with Jordan Love. So that's another win to me. Yep, that's what I have too. Seven and two. So you're at five and five and three, getting more five yeah. and four. So you have them turning a corner after maybe a closed door team meeting at three and four. They yeah. start the ship. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, so at the Browns, kind of that, they go to kind of the halfway point. And just to note, yeah. the green the Green Bay game is that extra game this year because that's the they're playing the NFC West. So Green Bay is the oh, extra okay. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, they'll they they play. They're going to be at the Browns right here. Um, I will have them taking the L here. I think they'll split the season with the Browns this year. Yeah, same reason. I don't think they'll sweep them. This one's in Cleveland, uh, so I have an L there. So I have them at seven and three after ten. Okay, and this is the year that now that now they're going to be at they're going to stay in Ohio. Well, I should have go back to Pittsburgh, but they'll stay in Ohio and play at the Bengals. Yeah, maybe faster. they'll practice. Maybe they'll practice in like Columbus, so they don't have to travel. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, regardless, irregardless, Frank, I have the Bengals winning this game. Yeah, that's I mean, the, the Bengals are the, the cream of the crop in the division and almost the conference. You know, they they might they couple back to back AFC championship games. Um, Burrow should be healthy. Um, we play the Bengals really heavy late in the season like we normally do the Ravens. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be this is so a stretch, you know, at Cleveland, at Cincinnati, going to be tough to drop drop two in the division, but um, is where I have us getting humbled a little bit and moving to seven and four. So I'm starting to get coming back to a little bit of earth in my predictions. Yep, they come back to Eckershire Stadium the next week to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Who knows? Um, I would assume this will be around the time that maybe Kyler Murray returns from that ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, maybe, possibly, unless they knows. keep him out to to continue the Caleb Williams tank. Yeah, if if, if I think I think like, like uh, Shane was telling me, if if they're in dire straits, they may just they may just have him sit the year out. Yeah, and then just re- recharge for next year. But regardless of who they have a quarterback here, I'm taking a Stevens win on this one. Yeah, Arizona's supposed to be the doormat. They might go one in sixteen. Um, I don't think that one's going to be in Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, this one gets them to eight and four on my on my docket. Okay. I think that would be is that six and is that seven and five for you? Yeah, six and it's six and six. Six and six. Okay, six and six for me. Uh, Thursday game gets the Patriots home. I got Pittsburgh actually winning this game. 
Um, just uh, like it's going to be Mac Jones, barely. They cut Zappy. They just got. Uh, they just signed Matt Corral, so I assume he'll be the backup there. I know they got Juju. This is going to be the Juju revenge game. <laughs> but um, and obviously they got they got Zeke now, so they're going to have Ezekiel Elliott. They signed him uh, after looking. He, he was looking for a team, but uh, I feel like Pittsburgh just on paper just is so much superiorly more talented. Belichick doesn't have the fastball there with those guys anymore. And uh, even the game last year. Um, even the game last year, right? That was a game Pittsburgh should have won, and they just they just choked on it. They won't make that mistake twice. I got them beating the Patriots. Um, I'm actually gonna go loss here. I don't have many reasons to back it up other than like Belichick having our number. Um, I know that was always with Brady, but uh, yeah, like he did went come in here and win last year with Mac Jones. But um, just I just think the momentum kind of stops. This is a game I might try to go to because I have some family going and they invited me. They're like, come tailgate, try to get tickets near us. Um, I actually have family from Boston coming in for it, so it'll be kind of fun. Um, The rivalry there. So I may try to get tickets, although I hate that it's a Thursday night. Um, But no, I'm just I'm picking loss just to just to pick a loss. I I don't know. So I I have us at eight, eight and five. Okay. Then they go to Lucas Oil Stadium to take on the Indianapolis Colts rookie quarterback uh, Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Uh, maybe or maybe not Jonathan Taylor, depending on wherever that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Frankie, either way, I got the, I got the Steelers winning this game. Yeah, going to Indy's tough. I think we won there last year. Um, we we have had success in that building um, and in, in, in Indy and. Um, yeah, I have us winning this one too. I think we'll rebound from what I think is a loss the week before to the New England. They'll rebound. So I go to nine and five, and you go to eight and six. So we're starting to we're starting to level out. Yep. Um, they come back home to play the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, I had the Bengals sweeping the Steelers this year. Okay, I have, I have another beat, loss. I have them winning. I think they'll find a way to split with the Bengals and win win the home game. So I'm, um, I'm on this, uh, ten and five. That's the last home game. And yeah. the Steelers will play the last two weeks on the road. They'll go to uh they'll go to whatever they call Seattle Stadium. Uh, I don't think it's called what it was called before, but Century Field. Uh, I don't know. Something is it like still Century League? Okay. At the Maybe Seattle not. Seahawks, Geno Smith, Frankie. I think the Bengals lost. That's the last loss they're gonna have because they're gonna beat Seahawks and I already forecast that they beat the Ravens the last Wow, week, Bronson so. has them going uh, finishing out with two road wins against good teams. So yeah. they're, they're gonna beat the Seahawks. Bronson, I think you were. I, so I'm at ten and five, and you were at eight and seven. I have ten so, wins here now. So, so go, now so you're. Go, so go ahead, run your two out. So Seahawks. So you you finished up ten and seven after a, a three and four and a six and six start. Okay. Um, so you were right around where you said said they'd be ten and seven. I am going to pick that they are going to beat Seattle, lose to Baltimore. So eleven and six. There you go. I know it's tough Frankie. to win out there with the twelfth man, and they're you know they're good, but I don't see us sweeping Baltimore. And there I, you I don't. Go. So Frankie, so Frankie has them going eleven and six, and I had them going ten and seven. So there you go. And that was fine because I, I figured yeah. like I'm, I'm with the Tim Benz thing with. With the team they had last year, they had nine wins, so they're they're at least one win better. So I, I, I like and, that. Yeah, and Watt was hurt most of the year last year, and you know he. Yeah. I think they would have been way better if he played. So. 
There you go. So Mike is twelve and five. I have ten and seven. You have eleven and six. Like <laughs> we're right. So yeah, right, I'm, do- right. I'm doom and gloom. You're a little more optimistic, and Mike is just uh, as Cabo would say, Steeler Yinzer. Yeah, Steeler Yinzer. So there you go. That's what we got there. So I'll let you lead off. You always do this, Frank. Go division by division. Pick your one through four, and then I'll do that, and then we'll go playoffs. All right, let me. I have to go get the NFL uh, team list up here. NFL standings. Wasn't prepared. You're fine. Okay. AFC East. We'll start in the AFC. Yeah. This list. This list that I pulled up starts with the AFC East. Um, I can't get off the Bills yet. Um. With Josh Allen, I don't know if Stefan Diggs is being a little bit of a pain right now. It's trying to, I, he talked about forcing a trade. Doesn't look like that happened. Um, I still have the Bills. I think the Bills take a step back, but I think they still win the East. Um, the Jets, everybody's high out there. And Rodgers, I think they'll be in contention and I think they'll be in wildcard talk. And same with the Dolphins. I think the Patriots, even though I haven't beaten the Steelers, um, I, I do have them finishing last. Um, still around 500, but, finish, but finishing last in kind of the new Belichick rebuild. So I have the Bills winning it. Do you okay. want me to go through all mine or you go next? Yeah, go through all of them. So you give okay. me your one through four. Oh, okay, one through four. Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. I won't give the records, but. I can do that because I'm writing them with you. So let's, I can do that with you. So I'm going the same thing with you. I got Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots myself. Those are the creme de la creme of the East. Creme de la creme. Northern Illinois University. That's right, baby. (laughs) And uh, I think with Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, they have the weapons. They have Garrett Wilson. Um, Brees Hall will be back, but they also have, they just signed Dalvin Cook. So they're going to have running back there. Um, Rodgers and Dalvin Cook and Quincy, um, or what's uh, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. So there you go. So Jets, and then Dolphins, I I think they're going to be on the cusp there. They're going to be a team that gets on the cusp of the wild card, but just misses out in the Patriots there. Um, so go ahead with your go. Ahead. We want to go with the next one. So the next one is on my list, the North. Should we save that for the end or do it now? No, let's save it for the end. Um, okay. I was I was going to the South. So okay, the South. The South. I think everybody. The consensus is the Jags are the 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 um the class of that division. It's a bad division. It's really the Jags and then three teams that could all like possibly go three and 14. Um, so I have the Jags. I think the Titans probably finished second just because Tana Hill's gotten to the playoffs before Derek Henry's a all pro running back. Vrabel's a good coach. Um, so I've ten, uh, Jacksonville winning it probably at 12 and five, 11 and six. Um, I think Titans finished second at like eight and nine. Cause they'll get the beat up on the, on the Colts and the Texans a few times, eight and nine, nine and eight for the Titans. Um, Colts finished third. I think that roster is just better than Houston. Houston's kind of in tank mode. Um, Colts probably like, I don't know, six and 10, 11, seven and nine. Um, seven, what would it be? Seven and 10. I keep thinking that 16 game schedule. Um, can't, can't get used to those numbers. I, for years I was, making predictions of nine and seven, eight and eight, four and 12. Um, and then the, 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 the Texans will be last Bronson. I like Stroud. I've always liked him at, at Ohio state. Um, he was so good in that Rose bowl. Um, 
but I, you know, growing pains here one, not a lot of weapons around them. That team's going like three and 14. So they're in last. So I have Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indy, Houston. I went the same thing you did, except I'm podcasting, everybody. Huh? <laughs> this is boring podcast, everybody. No, you're fine. We're, we're talking. We're talking about these teams now, baby. We're all the same. I yeah, got the Colts. Same. I got the we're Colts all... finishing second. I think Anthony Richardson's okay. going to be same a breakout different. player. Yeah, yeah so I think talented. the win just yeah. for his athleticism alone. I think the Titans take a nosedive. Um, they won't finish last, but they'll finish ahead of Houston. So I have the Jags, Colts, Titans, and Texans. <clears throat> I guess what the AFC West, huh? This this will be the OK Corral, I think, of the entire AFC. I mean, it was supposed to be the division last year. You know, everybody was so high on Russell Wilson's Broncos, and we all know what happened there. And, of course, Mahomes and and, and then Herbert and, you know, the Raiders were looking good, too. Um, I can't take it away from the Chiefs, so I got them winning it. Um, I have the Chargers in second, the Broncos in a close third. I think I think the Chiefs you can probably put it like thirteen and four. You know they're always going to be the class. Yeah. Um. I think the um the the Chargers finish second. Herbert takes that next step. He's an elite quarterback. Um. They still have Eckler, although he kind of almost asked out. We'll see how his psyche is all year. Austin Eckler's really good running back. They got Keenan Allen. They got weapons. Um. Chargers go like maybe ten and seven. They'll be in a wild card hunt. Finish second. Um, Broncos with the new, you know, Sean Payton, maybe he reju- rejuvenates, um, Russell Wilson. Um, I, I can see the Broncos at 10 and seven, um, right there. Maybe, you know, got the chargers with the tiebreaker and, uh, the Raiders down there at like eight and nine, seven and 10 in, in, in the basement this year. I have the same thing you do. I, okay. I think, like I said, I think, I think the Payton, the Peyton factor is why the Broncos will finish third. And I think, you know, if you give it, uh, Justin Herbert, he has the, he got the bag, baby. They gave him the money. So here's your time to earn that money. I think he'll get, yeah. he'll get second there for the West and the chiefs are the chiefs and Mahomes yeah. is just the man, the Raiders. I think, I think the Raiders, it's like one of those things too, where they're going to beat up on each other. And I think the Raiders are going to come sadly on the losing end of a lot of that. So they're going to be last there. Uh, you can go and, uh, I might as well put it out now. The AFC North, baby. The one everyone wants to know. You don't want to do NFC and save <laughs> them for dead last? Yeah, we can do that if you want. Okay. I don't know if you wanted to or not. Yeah. I already wrote mine down, so I'm good this. So the NFC East. NFC least, as we've called it before. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles went to the Super Bowl. They're going to win the division, I think. Um, this is a division that's like alternated winners for like the last 15 years. It's crazy. Um, nobody's won it twice in a row for a long time. But I got the Eagles. Hertz is, is establishing himself as, a, as an elite quarterback. Um, the weapons, of course, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, um, et cetera. Uh, A.J. Brown, yeah. Yeah, so... Dallas Eagles, <laughs> yeah, Eagles go eleven and six, twelve and five range. Um, I think Dallas will be second. Um, Dak's got to stay healthy. If he comes out, they have a Trey Lance now, which is kind of like a similar. They got Trey Lance because he's like a he can he could run the offense similar to Dak. So yeah. that was a, a pretty shrewd pickup and kind of insurance if Dak walks because he might there might be some contract you know 
um, disputes. Um, and Trey Lance could be the quarterback of the future there if they part ways with Dak. So bide your time a little bit, Trey Lance. You never know. Um, and then third would be the Giants. They surprised everybody and made the playoffs last year. Uh, I think they take a little bit of a step back. I think they overpaid Daniel Jones. Um, Saquon Barkley was a little bit of a malcontent about contract talks. Um, he he ended up uh, kind of selling out. I think a lot of the running backs in that Zoom call are probably mad at him because um, he kind of took the one-year $11 million deal or something. As he keeps fighting for those long-term deals, he kind of accepted a short-term. Um, so he'll be there, but. Uh, I have them third, not far behind the Cowboys. This will be a tight division. Uh, Eagles 12 and 5, 11 and 6. Um, second place Cowboys at like 9 and 8. Third place Giants at 8 and 9, or even tied at 9 and 8. Um, and then the Commanders, I don't have anything against them. I don't know much about them. I know they're working in a new quarterback again at Sam Howell. Um, I call him the poor man's Kenny Pickett because he was the, you know, he was at North Carolina. They always played against Pitt. He's like kind of a little bit undersized. Um, so they're going to be working him in. So that's going to be some growing pains. They do have Terry McLaurin. They have some weapons, but I have them in last, but not a terrible last, maybe like a seven and 10, eight and nine. So, um, so to recap, it's Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. <laughs> Frank's like, I know I, I talked for about 10 minutes about <laughs> yeah. that, so I'll recap it. Um, I have everything you have, my man. I got okay. the Eagles one, obviously, for reasons why. Jalen Hurts and company, you you mentioned the weapons they have, their defense. Um, Cowboys, yeah. But I think I think they'll have, they always have their decent offseason. Obviously, Tony Pollard's now the guy in Dallas. Yeah. Um, so th- there's that will be a CD lamb. I mean, just goes d- down the board there. Um, Giants, yeah, I think they take a step back from last year, but it'll be enough to. I think they'll be in the conversation for one of the wild card spots. But um, I think they'll 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 take the step back this year, and you know maybe a, a step back to go two steps forward in the future, and then the Commanders last. Uh, they have McLaurin, they have uh, um, Jahan Dotson. Um, uh, Brian Robinson will be the running back there, and obviously Sam Howell, the quarterback. Um, trying to think, uh, and then obviously they have Chase Young, so there you go on that. Um, yeah, I guess we'll move, move to the NFC South. Uh, I have the North next. Oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, that's fine. So this is now up for grabs with Aaron Rodgers, who's owned the division. You know, he owns the Bears. He always jokes. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers owns this division, but now he's gone. They're working in Jordan Love. Um, so it's up for grabs. And everybody, all the experts are saying the Lions have arrived. You know, they're on the Thursday night opener against the Chiefs. Yeah. They were like a game from making the playoffs last year. Dan Campbell, the fighting kneecaps. Um, he is got this team on the rise. Um, so I'm drinking that Kool-Aid. I have the lions taking the North. Um, but this is going to be a black and blue old NSC Norris division as Berman called it. Um, so it's, nobody's going to be elite in this division. I have the lions winning it at 10 and seven. Um, I like fields and I, and what the bears can do. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I think if you remember, I kind of wanted the Steelers to get him. 
And in one of our in yeah. our draft in our draft special, I was like, man, if the Steelers could get Justin Fields, he's falling, he's falling. Now, I mean, obviously, I love that we have Pickett. So glad it didn't happen. But um, so Bears second for me at nine and eight. Um, Packers, Vikings, Vikings made the playoffs last year. There are a lot of people's darlings. I have them third, but also at nine and eight, not terrible, right there with the Bears. And then I have the Packers in last. You know, I think it's going to be a tough Aaron Rodgers post life. You know, um, I have them, you know, with Jordan Love trying to learn his new role there, going like seven and 10, and, and the Packers being in last. So I will say it again Lions, Bears, Vikings, Packers. Ooh. <laughs> we will differ here. Bronson's we will high. absolutely Bronson differ. Bronson likes here. the Vikings. I, yes. Frank is like <laughs> predicts all these things for me. I have, I have the Vikings first. I do think the Lions are going to be good, but I think they're going to they're going to be the Lions in some games, which is what yeah, we'll the Lions going to Lion, yeah. Lions going to Lion, going to drop the second. And then I got the Packers third actually. I think Love will be he'll be serviceable. I think he'll he'll win some close games. They don't they aren't exactly depleted there. They have AJ Dillon. They have some they have they still have some couple Christian Watson. Oh, there's a couple good receivers there. They're not depleted. They're not depleted, and they are the Packers. I still they still have still, a good running back. What's his name? Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah Aaron Jones. Sorry, yeah, Aaron Jones. And they have AJ Dillon. So I was, uh, he was the one I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know you know how like Steelers will will get wins. You know people will say I want them just because they're the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with the Packers. They're still the Packers. They're still a storied franchise. They'll be, I think they'll be hovering around wild card talk. And then I have the Bears. I have the Bears last. I don't okay. think they'll be horrible, but I don't, I don't, I think yeah. they'll make improvements, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't think they'll be in the in playoff contention. But I've been wrong before. I like Frank, I like Frank taking, I love the Frank's going for, baby. You get the Lions and the Bears in the top. Mm-hmm. Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, oh my, my, baby. I love it. So there's that. And then uh, now I guess we'll go to the South. Yeah, the South is a tough one. I mean, this is like the AFC South. Like, the, it's who's going to want to take it? Because Brady is gone. Breeze is gone. Matt Ryan's gone. Um, the Panthers are working in um, Bryce Young, the number one pick. Um, will, he, will, will he start the season? I haven't heard if they've made him the guy or not. Because um, they have a decent – they have who they have backing yeah, up Dalton there. Yeah, Dalton. yeah. Andy Dalton. So I don't, I don't know who they named number one yet, but um, this one, I have to go with the saints with Derek Carr um, winning it just based off his kind of track record on um, the bucks. If they go with Baker, he's such a crap shoot how he's going to play um, the Falcons. I do like the B. John Robinson pickup. Um, he, I think he's going to be good. We don't know who they're playing, Desmond Ritter or Tyler Heineke. I haven't heard. Um, so the quarterback's a question there, and it's a quarterback league. So I am led to believe that it goes like this. Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. Kind of with nobody, possibly all the, every team under 500. <laughs> maybe, I have. Maybe, yeah. I have. We have the same fur. I have the Saints. I have Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. Okay, so we differ the a little Panthers, bit there. Yeah, I think it'll be a learning year for. I think I think it's going to be a really it's going to be a rough year for Bryce Young, but I think he'll come out on the other end of it. But this, he'll he'll take his lumps this year. That's why I didn't have the Bucks in last. 
Um, the Falcons, I think they go with Ritter, and I think Ritter improves. They have Robinson. They have Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm so a big th- Frank Reich fan, so I'm higher on the on the car, on the Panthers. But I hope you're right. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about what I think, not what I what I want. But I'm with you. I hope the Panthers make that stride too. Uh, so yeah, I have Saints, Falcons, Bucks, and Panthers there for mine. And now the NFC West. Well, once we can start with last, the, the Cardinals are going to go probably one in sixteen. But uh, winning that division, it's you know I think this is one of the easier picks. It should be the 49ers. Um, they have the best roster. They have the best coach. Um, quarterback, yes, is Purdy, but uh, who's younger. But if they have to go to a Darnold, Darnold's a a serviceable number two. Um, 49ers should be creme de la creme should hopefully they lose to the Steelers week one, but I think they're going to go 12 and five, something like that. Pretty good. Um, 11 and six at worst. Um, second place is most likely Seattle. You know, they, they went to the playoffs last year. Geno Smith is good. I, um, it's going to be a tough game for the Steelers there in week 17 because Seattle might be fighting for the playoffs, the 12th man and everything. Um, so Seattle second place at like 10 and seven um, third by default, the Rams, if Stafford's healthy, if cups healthy, they could, and Aaron Donald's healthy, three studs that won them the Super Bowl, just two short years ago. And, uh, and, and, and if Stafford's hurt and you have to go with Stetson Bennett, it's going to be Stetson Bennett. Who's actually older than Matt Stafford somehow. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Rams, if all three of those guys stay healthy, um, could go nine and eight, ten and seven, and make noise. Um, uh, but uh, I have them third, and then the Cardinals. So 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, Rams, Cardinals. That's got to be one of the easier four to pick in a row. That's yeah. Weird. I'm not even gonna try to. Yeah. I have the same thing running as well. Oh, great finish here in uh, Minnesota with the Nebraska Minnesota college football kicking off. Minnesota just went and tied it really late. That's on Fox. Okay. I turned off that Florida Utah because I think Utah's winning pretty good. Yeah, so they just ended it now. So I'm going. Look at there. this catch! Oh my goodness, I'm the, there now. The left foot came down before Ooh, the right little track ski. A little bit of the look, look how close this right foot is to being out first. I know, you can, and you can see the the, the rubber he from raised the his ankle on purpose on the right foot to keep it up. That's awesome. Great play. Yeah, that field turf is great because you can see the drag, the tires. There it is. They rolled it. Nice. Now they have to, do you go for two here? Do you roll the dice, PJ Fleck, and go for two? Or is he going to go for the tie? Oh, but, but not to... Um, they look like, they look like the commander uniforms. Like They get the C there. They're like Washington commanders uniforms. A <laughs> little bit of a yeah, burden. They're, kick, they're kicking the extra point. Okay. Um, but but uh, here it is. This is the one everyone wants to know. Frank. I'll go first, Frank. Okay. Since I've been sitting on it, and obviously... Our difference in record is probably going to foreshadow uh, what, where, where I'm going to go here. But for the North, Steelers fans aren't going to like this. I have the Bengals first, the Ravens second, the Steelers are third. Of course, mm-hmm. I have the Browns last. Yeah. So I, I'm not and I could predict Browns. that. Ba- based on your game-to-game pick, that was pretty yeah. predictable. Cause yeah. Say, Steelers, it's not a spoiler. Steelers at 10-6 and six you had. I mean, I guess you could debate if they're going to finish ahead of the Ravens. Um, that's going to be the big debate because I, I do have the Bengals winning it. It's just Burrow is too hard to bet against. And, and that roster still, you know, they haven't been hit with the cap quite yet. So they're still pretty loaded. Um, they have like one more good run before they have to start paying guys. 
And um, so I, I have the Bengals going, go, probably going 11 and 7, 12 and 6, which I had the Steelers at 11 and 7, but I guess they could have the tiebreaker. Um, I will put the Steelers second because, you know, I'm, I'm bullish on the Steelers. I have them going 11 and uh, 11 and 6. Um, I, we, I do have them splitting with Baltimore. Um, but I think the I think the Ravens go ten and six or ten and seven. See, I can't figure these numbers out. Um, twelve, twelve and five. Uh, um, Bengals twelve and five. Steelers eleven and six. Ravens ten and seven. And then the Browns in last at maybe eight and nine. Um, that's what I got. So we do. I think we flip flopped. Yeah, we flip flopped the Steelers and Ravens. You and I. Yeah, we pretty much did, and uh, that's it. That's our, and then we'll go real quick. Uh, our, uh, our, we already got the division winner, so I guess what three wild cards, three wild cards, and then we'll, we'll we won't we'll, pick every playoff game. We'll no, we'll just Super Bowl pick Super Bowl or yeah. Super Bowl. So my three wild cards, I'll go first. Um, I do have the Rodgers and the Jets making it okay. as one of them. I have the Steelers making it, um, obviously at eleven and six. And so I would have, would I say the Ravens at 10 and seven? Well, I know who you'll have. I have the Dolphins. It would be like the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what's going to be so tough when the Steelers are going to be in this group of these teams at like 10 and seven. There's going to be like, there's going to be like seven teams fighting for three, for three spots. Um, I'll go Steelers, Jets, Chargers. There you go. I knew you were going to do that, by the way. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, I don't know how tiebreakers would fall out in my scenario, but okay. you so could easily my, insert Dolphins, you could insert Ravens, you could insert yeah. Broncos. I mean. So here's the deal. I have Jets, Ravens, Chargers. I had the Steelers just missing out. Like they're going to be right there. They're going to be the first team out. I had them as the first team out. Ugh. They're going to be the first team out. Send all letters to Bronson Allman, care of NLN Sportscast, <laughs> Fifth Street, Elwood City. <laughs> yes, Fifth Street. <laughs> Wherever Bronson uh, is. I won't yes, I'm the Jets, Ravens, and Chargers. The Steelers are just going to they have a winning season, but they're going to miss out of the playoffs. Send Better days on the way, but it won't Bronson be this Allman. year. <laughs> uh, and then now the Super Bowl, which will be in Vegas. Well, wait, NFC. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so NFC wild cards. So let me think. I had. I think at least the Cowboys. I think that's obvious. Or is it? Um, I had the Cowboys second. I had the Bears second. I had the Panthers second, and Seattle. So Seattle's got... Seattle's one of mine. Okay. Um, the Bears are one of mine. That's going to be my biggest shocker. I got the Bears yeah. making the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? Kidding me? Can we can win a game? Uh, Seahawks, Bears, Cowboys. Okay. How about them Cowboys? How about them, we them Cowboys? Boys. The Bears with Justin Fields making the playoffs, which I hate to see because I don't like Claypool. I got the Cowboys. 
I should have picked Vikings instead of Bears. You got the Vikings. Well, you had them winning the division, so I don't know. Yeah. I got the Lions as the second wild card team. Cowboys, Lions. Uh... I'm singing Penguin music. Yeah, I was like, I was like you see the, the voice of winner over here. Um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say that the Packers are the third team. I think oh, there's the Bronson's North. little stretch. Mine is the Bears. Yeah, Bronson has to love. The Packers make the wild card. This is where the you Packers. wish the Steelers were in the NFC. People have been talking about it. Like, why can't we be in the AFC South or the NFC? That's like that's like when I was doing these quarterbacks. When I was doing fantasy, the one guy's like, he goes, "If you don't take a defense, take a defense in the A and the and the AFC North because they play the South." Uh-huh. The AFC South. So any defense in the AFC North, take them because they they're going to be eating on every team in the AFC South. So that that's, that's a good, that was definitely a good uh, good prediction. But yeah. So I have the yeah. So I have Lions, Cowboys, and I I do have the Packers. So there you go. And now it is Super Bowl prediction. I'll what even are we on Super Bowl Fifty Eight? What is something it? like that? It's in Vegas. It's it's Las Vegas Super Bowl, and I'm gonna have. Let me look at this. Let me look at the outlook here. I think what's well, funny, I, I had the Bills going last year, but I think with this whole digs crap, I think it's going to prevent them. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to oh, am I really going to do this? Oh, my Lord. Oh, Frankie, am I going to do this? Wow. I don't. I, uh, I, I know it's hard right now. It's, yeah. it's hard not to say like Philly KC again. <laughs> I want to I want to go like the Brady thing and go the Jets are going to make it, but I feel like yeah. something's going to happen. And it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. The Bengals possibly could be there, but I I, I got I got I, I'm going I'm going with the Chiefs. And I I don't think that the Eagles come out of the the NFC. I don't. I think. I don't know. You might be. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chiefs 49ers, a rematch of a couple years ago Super Bowl. Yeah. And then oh, I will God. have, I will have Kansas City winning. Man, ring number three for Mahomes. Yeah. Wow, this is so hard to pick. It's just so hard not to go Chiefs Eagles again. <laughs> I mean, I, and I know it's. Not I was be... toying with the Jets. I was like, like the way Brady yeah. got the ring, and Stafford went and got a ring. It I would be the like... NFL. It would be a great story to see Rodgers with a new team go all the way. Like, I don't think they have the defense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dalvin Cook going there is interesting. They are kind of loaded. Yeah. Oh boy, I am going to go. <sighs> See, I don't know if this, this Bengals run is kind of going to come to an end. If it wasn't uh, Chiefs, so it was definitely going to be Cincinnati. I'm tempted to take, I'm tempted to take them. I'm tempted to go off the wall. If the, like, if the Jags had a better defense, I would go with the Jags. I know. I was just going to say I'm tempted to go like Jacksonville, Detroit. Like, how, how funny would that be? Two teams. Okay. Well, so while you're thinking, can I tell you? Can I give you a side story? Yeah, yeah. For 10 seconds? So, as you know. You know who the Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by, right? 
Shad Khan, right? Yeah, and his yeah. son, Tony. AEW. AEW, yeah. right? So this week, WWE announced an affiliation with the NFL where they have those title belts. WWE's making like this NFL world title belts. Uh, okay. You can get one and all. So the, the beginning of the week, you could get all 32 NFL teams. But the Jags are owned by the Khan family, which facilitates AEW. So they are not part of the agreement. So you That's can only funny. get 31 teams. You cannot get a WWE Jacksonville Jaguars awesome. World Championship belt. So you cannot get a Jags belt. So if you're a WWE diehard and you're a Jags fan, tough cookie. You're not getting you're not getting a belt. So there you go. So the Khan family swings their weight. So they cannot they cannot make those belts. And there you go. I gave you a little story there. All right, so Bronson. <laughs> I'm glad I went to you for the, to, to wrap the show up here with doing this. I have Eagles and Bills. Eagles and Bills. I I, I have no real the, backing the, for the, it. The, the the wagons the wagons are circling for the last time, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people are down on them and saying that their runs over, but maybe that boosts them. Um, and I have the Eagles winning it because you know they lost, they lost last year. They want to get over the hump, so Hertz and company, um, Eagles over Bills. All right, go Eagles Super Bowl champs for Frankie. Yeah, and I have the Chiefs as the Super Bowl champs. You run it back over the over the Niners champs. There you go. I like that, Frank. I like that pick. Put that on paper. We're good to go. <laughs> there we go. And of course, you know, Frank and I have I have the option to change these however we see fit during the season. I'm just kidding. Like, but obviously, it's always it's always like, a, and someone gets hurt or something like that. But and and that's kind of why I went more to ten and seven with the Steelers because I feel like you know TJ Watt's not played a full season. Watt even Pickett, yeah, yeah, and Pickett obviously. I, I am concerned with Pickett with the concussions. Yeah. Seriously, these Minnesota uniforms look just like the Commanders. They get the C on there, like the NFL C on the jerseys. It's, it's crazy, but um, but yeah, I, I hopefully Kenny is. I, I worry. I just want him to be healthy, and we'll see. We'll, we'll go from there. But there it is, Frank. We finished this up. Two and a half, two and a half hours. Not bad considering we were doing NFL and everything. Lot to catch up, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to catch up. Wasn't too bad, but I won't uh, delay your sleep any further. I'm on vacation, so I can stay up as long as I want, but. You're not. You got. Yeah, you got to work in the morning. Yeah, you got to work. You got to be a dad. So I were free. Yeah. So you started it. I'll end it. Um, our next episode will not be nearly as long. I promise. We'll probably <laughs> check in in a couple weeks here. Especially the very worst. We'll do. Mike and I will do an NHL preview. But I, yeah. I think Frank and I will reconvene probably here in a couple weeks. And mm-hmm. and um and then like when we do the show, I, I think we realized the last couple of years of doing the recap of every game and stuff is just kind of pointless. Yeah. We'll probably just kind of put it in a nutshell, like how the week that was and just what we like out of the week or whatever. Maybe jump on and just recap the Steeler game. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, in-depth Steeler coverage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're on the league, just kind of do stuff. I forgot Matt Rule was in Nebraska now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. While while still being paid tens of millions by Carolina Panthers, I love it. <laughs> so, so, uh, but no, guys, enjoy the football. I know we didn't really talk much college ball, but I mean, yeah, Pitt will be getting underway Saturday against Wofford. Yeah, that's right. That should be a dub. And then West Virginia, uh, uh, West Virginia, Penn, Penn, State. Penn State. The only time big one. Obviously, Frank and I will be big Penn State fans that weekend. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so college football is getting underway. Obviously, we've been chronicling that. So 
I'm sure as the pit season moves on, we'll roll to that. And obviously, Frank is looking more and more like Phil Dracovic is going to be the quarterback for Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they probably, they, what's his name? Vayu, the kid from Penn State that transferred over, was in the mix, as was uh, – I forget who else was in there, too. But Nate Yarnell, yeah. Nate, Nate Yarnell, yeah, still there. So, uh, But it will Dracovic's be – Dracovic's a guy. He's been named. Yeah, Dracovic's the guy. Um, there you go there for the Pitt Panthers. Um, trying to think of anything else we need to cover out there. And there it is. Minnesota kicks the field goal as time expires to beat Nebraska. I'm surprised they got it downfield that quick. And there it is. The Gophers get the dub there at Huntington Bank Stadium there. Um, that guy looks just like uh, Lamar Jackson. Exactly like him, number seven on Nebraska. But, um, but no, guys, enjoy the football. Um, thanks for sticking with us. I know it was a tough summer to not really get much going out there, but the summer is kind of a dead time. It's all kind of off season stuff. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kicking the football, off, Frank. We're getting on the field enough money enough. Give him the bag. Yeah. He a dog. Let's play ball. Let's snap it. Let's get it going. Um, we'll be in touch soon. Uh, for Frank Conti, Frank, any last clip things before we close out? You good? No, that was a great episode. Glad it's to good. be back with everybody. Yep. And so it's good to have you guys back. Uh, thanks to Justin and Nico. And Nico just had a baby. Wow. I believe so. Unless I'm really, really delirious. Yeah. yeah, I believe he just had a baby. I I am delirious. Either that or she's pregnant. I think they just had a baby. I'm pretty sure. Nico, I apologize. I'm really delirious right now, so I don't remember. <laughs> I, do, I thought you posted something recently. Um, and Justin, who I haven't heard from a while, hopefully we'll meet him could reconnect soon. Thanks to those guys for putting this out here. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, enjoy the NASCAR playoffs. Enjoy the, the NFL season. Enjoy the college football season. Enjoy the, the playoff rush for baseball. Uh, for Frank Conti, I am Bronson Allman. And just like the Young Bucks and just like FTR, top guys, out. Hockey, throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me 